Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me more. Everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast. Sunday night, actually. Uh, Sunday night's the Academy Awards tonight yes. as well. And you and I don't know exactly who won. I got to ask you, though, because. We're going to get into a ton of stuff, obviously. When Mm -hmm. we haven't seen each other for six days, there's always a ton of stuff to talk about. Did you see any of the movies? Um, I'd have to to see what the list is. Okay. Like last year, do you have a list? I do have it, actually, which is a shocker. Tell me me best picture. Okay, best picture are... uh, Go slow, I'll tell you if I... Okay. Call Me By Your Name. (laughs) No. Darkest Hour. No. Get Out. No, just saw it today. Actually, good. It's the on. Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you say that. Is I watched it because it's the only thing I could find. You know, so yeah, it, it's it, on it, HBO. Yeah, right? it's run on HBO. So I said, all right, I'm going to watch this movie. I don't get movie of the year for this shit. Nah. I mean, I'm telling you what, if it wasn't for movie of the year and the awards coming on tonight, I completely would have turned it off and walked away. I I don't like that guy. The lead guy was in Black Panther too, and there's something about that guy I don't like. Well, he bugs from, me. He's from London, yet nah, he he fine. doesn't he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't speak with accent. It's like when yeah. Nicole Kidman comes out, and you're yeah. like, "What do you mean she's Australian?" All right, La- Lady Bird. No. Phantom Thread. What? No. The Post. No. See, I wanted to see The Post. Nobody would go with me. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks yes. as Ben Bradley. Yeah, and, I wanted to uh, go. So I thought that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, it would be. Um, but no. Okay, two more. The Shape of Water. No. Three billboards. Oh, uh, now that one I heard was pretty good. Now I'll tell you this. Okay. I have okay. There's, I'm fucking done with Frances <laughs> McDermott. I'm done with her. I, Dave, I haven't seen. I I have the Oscars taped. Okay. I guarantee you, if anybody from that wins tonight, if that wins anything, right? Best movie poster. Yeah. Oh, she's so. F- <laughs> she's such a fucking narcissist. Just oh, she's so dramatic, and everything is just so great. And oh, don't put the camera on me. Hey, where are you going? <laughs> I'm done with her. She was great in Fargo and Raising Arizona, but I'm, yeah. But I heard that one was pretty good. Okay, so here you go. One of the, I haven't seen any of the movies either, no, except for a Get Out. Okay, so pick, give me a movie of the year. Who's going to win? All right, you got to run through them really quick again. Okay, Darkest Hour. I, I couldn't tell you. You could offer me uh, any amount of money. I couldn't even tell you who was in it. I don't know either. Oh, Darkest Hour. I think Darkest Hour. Actually, I do know what that is. Okay. I think that's uh, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. You know what it is? It is Gary Oldman. Okay. You're absolutely right, because I, I have the actor of the years. Now, I heard he's going to win Best Actor, right? Okay. That's what a lot of people are saying. Okay. Okay, but tell but, me Movie of the Year again. Okay, Movie of the Year. Here we go. Call Me By Your Name, uh, Darkest Hour, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Well... Um, Shape of Water. There's something wrong with her. She's <laughs> fucking meathead in that movie. She's all, I, I can't. You know we're all we're all such a bunch of saps, right? Yeah. Like remember I am Sam, yeah. Sean Penn. Ah, oh, it's so great because he walks around and talks funny. We're all supposed to get a little Woody for that. Give me, <laughs> give me a break. I I don't. Did get he it. win for that? He don't win for that, did he? He won for milk. We're. Yeah, for milk, right? Yeah. Oh, a straight guy playing gay? 
edgy. You win. Thumbs up. He did kiss a guy in the movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right. Look at him. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll go... Uh, I'm going to go Shape of Water. Okay. And this, I'm telling you, these are all complete. Yeah. I know if I, I hit I any either. of these. Yeah. If I hit any of these, people yeah. are going to go, you're fake. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, honestly, you and I, neither one of us know the outcome of the, okay, the cool. Academy Awards. Okay. All right. I'll I, say I, Shape of Water. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with three billboards. All right. That's okay. a good call. I'm going to shake it up. I'm rooting for the post just because I like who's in it. Yeah. But uh, three billboards. Okay. Actress of the Year, I don't have all the choices, but you're, you already said that Frances McDermott is supposed to be the, the oh. favorite. Oh. <sighs> I hope she doesn't win just because I'll throw my shoe through my new TV. All right. Meryl Streep's up for it, right? She's always up. Ah, she's up. I'm, okay, I'm uh, going with her. I bet she. You know, let me let me point one thing yeah. out, okay? You have been obsessed with, for 20 years, Okay, <laughs> saying, saying that Jennifer Aniston's bad in the sack. Yeah. I don't know what your problem is. She seems cool. Because she can't keep a guy. She's great looking. Well, Meryl Streep yeah. probably can keep a guy. I'm going to tell you right now. I bet Meryl Streep's. Terrible in bed. You know what? Here's the deal. I'll show you how much time I have. I read up on Meryl Streep. You know who her love of her life was? No. It was the guy that played Fredo in Godfather 2. See? The guy that says, I'm not dumb. Oh, I'm smart like you told me. You know he what? He was in Deer Hunter. Yeah, and he was in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, and he died like in 1978. Yeah. Yeah, he died way young. Yeah. That was the love of her life, they said. Well, okay, what do you want me to say? I don't know. About Meryl all Street. right. Okay. Well, that's 40 years. Okay. All right. Bad leg. <laughs> bad, bad leg. leg. For 40 years. Bad leg. Anybody in that bed, you're just sitting there, you're reading your book, you're yeah. on chapter three of the new Lucas Davenport. Here she comes shuffling out in her flannel jam. Oh, turn that light up. Wee, <laughs> wee, 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 wee. All fake sleeping like the little pigs. Wee, 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 wee. You're like, get out of here. With your pale, bony legs. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> More meat on an El Pollo Loco drumstick. Are you going to go with the favorite, then? You're going to go with uh, you're going to go with your girl, the one who loves herself to death? No. Who, okay. Um, Francis, Mc, Francis McDermott. Are those the only two I have to no, choose from? Only two from? that I can think of right now. Yeah, I, I don't I'll, okay. I'll take the field. Okay, you'll take... <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're taking Tiger. All right, you're taking the field. Actor of the year. You're going Gary Oldman? Or you're going... Yes. Okay. Now, here's the other ones in there. Some big names. Daniel Day-Lewis, Denzel Washington. Mm. Some big ones in there. Being, going Gary Oldman's number one. Yeah, I'll go Gary Oldman. Okay. I'm going to go Daniel Day-Lewis because it's like that idiot wins all the time. What, what is it? My Left Foot? What movie is he? Phantom in? Thread. Oh, Phantom Thread. Interesting. Don't know a thing about it. Okay, neither do I. I don't know no. anything. The only one I've seen as far as best supporting actress, I saw Allison Janney and I, Tanya. Oh, was that? she's She was great. Yeah. That yeah. movie, yeah, that's a yeah. She she might have won. I could see that. And then uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. Here, here's my thing with the Academy Awards because I, I do like the Academy Awards. It's funny you and I are both fans of yeah. the Academy Awards, and it's it, <laughs> my wife won't watch it, and she goes, "It's amazing you and Jeff are straight that you guys are so into the Academy Awards." I go, "Well, hold on, Jeff's into the Academy Awards. I'm the guy that's watching Housewives of Beverly Hills and yep, Orange County no. and all those." I'm the guy watching Kardashians every Sunday. I'm the guy falling for all that stuff. Yeah, nope. I, I, know I did see the Black China video. Wow, she's bad. <laughs> she's bad. I did see that. Okay, here's the deal. Why isn't there ever a movie of the year for best comedy? It is hard to get people yeah. to laugh. I mean, enough already. Let's yeah. evolve. Let's go. Yeah, why not? Um, I don't know. You know what my theory is on the Oscars? 
and we'll see if it holds tonight. Okay. I have found that the commercials for the Oscars are better than the Super Bowl commercials. Did you see that? How much it costs to get to have a commercial? A commercial Tonight? for the Oscars costs half as much as the Super Bowl. Two and a half million for thirty seconds. I have found for the last couple of years they're much more entertaining. They're funny, well written, memorable. Yeah. Where now you sit here, you go, well, we're a. Uh, um, God damn, Dave, we may be almost exactly a month tonight since the Super Bowl. Uh, not really anything yeah. jumps out at you from Super Bowl commercial, but I bet over the next couple of days, uh, there'll be ones you looked at and you go, hey, that was really fun. Or those were good. They're much more entertaining. I think when you're putting $5 million a spot out, yeah. like you do for the Super Bowl, you're like, oh, you got a little bit of the tight ass. But tonight you go, okay, well, we can be a little bit more relaxed. Maybe you get people in. I, I didn't get to see a minute of it because I've been out, but I do yeah. like it. The other thing that I like about it for me is I'm in that area. I haven't been up there recently, but I take my kids up there a lot. We we like it, uh, the whole Hollywood and Highlands area. Yeah. I just think that's really fun. It's cool. Um, I was looking at LA Magazine the other day, and they were talking about different things you can do if if you live up there to be a tourist. And one of the things they said was, Go take in a Kimmel show. Go take yeah. in Ellen or Conan. And yeah, I mean, it applies for us too. You can go online. You and I have They're done free, it. They're free, as we tell people all the yeah. time. It's free. I just saw a thing. I just got an email the other day. America's Got Talent. Uh, you can get your kids, can be 10. I could yeah. take them to that. Um, but yeah, you should go up there and do it. Take any of those tours, Graveline tours. We've talked about that in the past. Oh, there's a bunch of things where you go, really fun weekends up there now. You know, it's funny. I was going to do that today. I was going to go Which up there. Which one? We were just going to go out, and be, not even thinking of the, the Academy Awards, but I was going to go up and meet my oldest son up there and say, let's just spend the day in L.A. Kind of do one of those things like yeah. you do with your boys, and, and you sit there and you make the trip around and mm-hmm. spend the day in L.A. But I knew we were going to do a podcast tonight. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it back in time. No way. But um, I was thinking the same thing, just, just spending the day up there and then kind of to go through the whole deal as they're getting through the Academy Awards in that area would have been interesting to see. Is, is there a movie, before we move on to uh, some of the stuff that's going on with the pods and Tayshaun Cherry and mm. the stuff that's going on, but is there a movie out there that you like that you go, man, that's, this is a movie, every time it's on, I watch, I like it, I don't know if anyone else likes it, but just throw it out there because there's one that's been on TV all week long that, I, honestly, I love the movie and I'm like, I don't hear anyone ever talking about it. But I leave it on every time it's on. My favorite movie, um, and I, it's one of those things where you're always like, uh, you gotta, oh, I gotta buy that, and then you realize you've already got it twice. My favorite movie is Heat. Yeah, you do. You talk about Heat all the time. My, I, I just think it's great. I, I don't, I don't quote movie lines. Yeah. I heard somebody the other day say on, on, might have been Kevin Hart. It was really funny. I think I heard Kevin Hart being interviewed. And he said, you know, I, I see a movie and I'm done with it. I don't yeah. I don't quote 10,000 lines back to it. And that's always how I've been. I'm not a, not a movie line guy. I love movies. But but for me, that was just because Pacino... And it, it almost like you could feel yeah. that Pacino and De Niro... I mean, Casino was great. But you just kind of felt like, okay, this may be... This may be the end of the road for these guys, yeah. right? Where they're, where they're really killing it and they're so fucking good uh in that movie it's all la and it's shot beautifully but no as far as a movie goes where i watch it every time no no see there are a few that i watch casino is one of them i don't change the love channel. that shawshank i don't change even though i've seen it a million yeah. times you know but I, here, here's a movie that no one ever talks about you're gonna think i'm crazy 
but Stuck on You makes me laugh every time with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Oh, God. And I'll tell you what makes me laugh is next time you, if you happen to see it. I think Greg we Kinnear, almost walked out of the theater. Shut the fuck bad. up. I the love movie that movie. so bad. You shut the fuck up you right now. fuck you. <laughs> Get your shit together. Meryl Streep's in that one, too. Shares <laughs> in that one. No, here's, here's the deal. Greg Kinnear reminds me of your brother, dude. Every time I watch that, that cracks me up. I'm going, dude, that is Chris. It makes me laugh every time. I was wondering Give you if you a headache? Had, no. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't give me a headache within a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I see it, I'm like, man, this reminds me of Jeff's brother. It cracks oh me up. Oh, my God. I, I think people would have said, if what's the... Uh, I told you. It was Gone not, with the not, wind, Casablanca. That's horseshit. Gone with the wind's horseshit. Look, yeah. here's another one I'll Good throw Goodfellas. Here's one I bet you watched when you were a kid, and if it came on, you'd watch it. Yeah. Capricorn 1. Do you remember Capricorn One? It was all no. about faking, faking going to the moon, going out, going to oh, Mars, wow. or whatever. And Never it was O.J. Simpson it. was in it. What? Do you remember oh. that astronaut? Yeah. Okay. No. And I... the whole deal: the government needs to kill these guys off before they're uh, discovered. Oh no, I Dave, I, there was one movie like that. Was it good though? Would I like it now? Yeah, I don't know if you'd like it. Is now. it like Towering and How come Towering Inferno <laughs> is never on, or Airport, or yeah. any of those? Irwin Allen yeah. movies that were so insane in the 70s where you had Poseidon Adventure, yeah. the Earthquake. original. Yeah, you had Earthquake. <laughs> the thing I remember about Earthquake is the guy looking up and the shards of glass hitting him in the face. Yeah. That was crazy. How come that's never on? <laughs> Fuck. I guarantee it's horseshit. I guarantee it's <laughs> You know else is never terrible. on? What? Uh, another movie that's never on that was a great movie, Buddy Holly Story with Gary Busey. Buddy Holly Story is a great movie. And uh, Charles Martin Smith. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to tell you? I was going to tell you uh, something. Oh, I know. I only have one movie that would qualify, but it qualified when I was about 10 years old. Yeah. When I was about my kid's age, 10 or 11, I lived in an apartment complex in a town called Richfield, home of Best Buy, which is really funny. And uh, we had this apartment complex. And really at that time, like everybody, the, the con- it wasn't wired for cable. So you had four channels. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Well, all of a sudden, one day, all the kids are watching. And here comes this dude, climbs up on one of the... Um, the roof of one of the apartment buildings and he starts putting in a tall uh satellite but not big like the ones we had behind clear channel yeah it's like, like just like uh like a small windmill with a round dish and we go what is going on what is going on and we found out we were getting hbo wow and the complex was like whoa now Goes back a million years, man. Yeah. I was 10. Might have been nine, even younger. HBO started at 4 o'clock. They weren't even 24 really? hours. 4 o'clock to midnight. Is Wasn't the there way. also another cable channel, the movie channel? The straight out called the movie channel? Yeah, but those came later. Yeah. Okay. And Z. Yeah. All those, right? Yeah. Um, But when we got HBO... I mean, now you look at it, you go, so goddamn lazy programming. <laughs> you only got a program eight hours a day. They would run the Frisco Kid yeah. with Gene Wilder, the Jewish rabbi trying to get to San Francisco with Harrison Ford. <laughs> they would run that movie five times a day, and I thought that was the funniest goddamn movie because they'd always tell him, how do I get there? 
you go straight as piss right here. <laughs> straight as piss. He'd yell it. And, ah, I just laugh and laugh and laugh. I thought it was the funniest movie ever. <laughs> now I guarantee if yeah. the Frisco Kid was on, you'd just be like, ah. Oh, you I know, Frisco Kid is one of those where you go, okay, how does the pitch work to get a movie made? This yeah. is what, what Have we're you seen do. it? You know the movie I'm talking about? I know about? exactly what movie it is. I've, I've never seen the movie. But I'm just saying, can you imagine you walking into an executive's office? Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a Jewish rabbi, yeah. and we got to get him in San Francisco. Go get yeah. the fuck out of here. Who's <laughs> watching that? And then you fire your secretary for letting him in the door. Yeah. Was Angie Dickinson in it? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. You go, no. But, um, but that's it. So, yeah. uh, but I do. I like watching it. I like that. I like that whole area up there. We're planning. Um, my sons and I are planning, I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to go up and we're just, I'm going to find somewhere. To just stay, we're gonna st- yeah. we're gonna go up and just stay, and then spend the day and come back. Um, I think they've got shit. I don't know. La Mesa School yeah. District. It feels like they're off as much as they're on school, but we're gonna go up there and hang out. And That's I, cool. I love, I love that they love it. Uh, I really do. I love that they love it. But I'll I'll tell you this: one of the things that we do up there, one of we have little routines. Uh, we go Beverly Boulevard. Yeah. Come down Wilshire. Take a ride on Beverly. That's exactly where I where I lived when I lived in Los Angeles, right in that area. Right there. Yeah. Okay. West LA. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse right there. Newsstand right there that's been there for forty years, and you can park for free for like three hours. Oh, there you, you go. You know that little place? I think I have an idea what you're talking about. I didn't realize you park for free. Yeah, you can. In park. LA, that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, up until six o'clock, you can park for i think it's two hours free nothing and so we would we walk down beverly whatever it'd be uh i guess you just walk south down beverly and there's a mulberry pizza owned by kathy moriarty actress raging bull played uh vicky lamata and you thought dave you go wow this is just the best pizza in california but you realize that You'd get a couple slices for everybody in the party. Maybe bring one home. You get a couple of drinks, and you're like, "We're well, like twenty seven bucks. It's crazy, <laughs> right?" You go, "It's fucking crazy." <laughs> but you're only up there, yeah, four times a year, so you make it happen. Today, um, my brother's it was my brother's girlfriend's uh, birthday, so we went to Luigi. Okay, Pizza Luigi. You're um, you know where this place is? No idea. They've got one on Bankers Hill and the other one, 2121 El Cajon Boulevard. Okay. Nice, easy address to remember. Saw this guy on with Guy Fieri. I used to like that Guy Fieri show. Dave, two slices and a drink, seven bucks. Okay. Goddamn, as good as anything you're going to get in San Diego. I, the, he's not paying us. Um, Bronx has got kind of high now. I think Bronx is getting a little high, but that that lunch special, yeah. Uh, me and my son Cade, we crushed it. It was great, uh, so good. But that guy Luigi, man, and, and just why you made me think of L.A. was I said to him, yeah. I said this is better than Mulberry. He goes, absolutely. And I go, you and I are done for. We probably get a split one. We didn't realize yeah. the slices were that big. Like, Cade, we could have been done for 10 bucks here. It's like 28 up there. So 
Yeah, that guy, if you've seen that guy Luigi over, I guess that's technically North Park, whatever that is. Shit, man, that guy's great. Go see him. There you go. You know, it's uh, it's funny when you talk about L.A. and, and stuff. I, I lived right in that area we were talking about. I was born in that area. I moved yeah. away. I came back. Love it. Lived with my grandmother through high school. Same exact area. She passed away in 93. I think she, no joke, got 300000 for her house when, wow. she, when she passed away. Yesterday, I was on like Zillow, just screwing yeah, sure. around. And I said, okay, million dollars to spend in that same area. Jeff, only thing that shows up are like two bedroom apartments. Yeah. I mean, and old yeah. buildings, not yeah. new buildings. You're talking no, buildings no, that are no. 80 years old. It is insane how expensive it is to live in that area. And what a lot of people do is they buy the houses, they, they tear them down. Yep. Then they build underground parking under their oh, house. I like that. And then, well, I would too if I had $10 million. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they build the houses straight up and they build the houses all the way to the sidewalk. God, There's no front dang. lawn anymore. It is changed so much and so expensive when you talk about how expensive it is to live in San Francisco, New York, yeah. West LA, that area, that 310 is absolutely crazy. It always reminds me of, of Swingers, where it gets the yeah. number, the 310 on the yeah. on the area code, all excited that you get the number. R- real quick, the the one guy, you mentioned his name a second ago, talk about overexposure. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, fuck, dude, he's everywhere. Oh, Can't take enough of Kevin Hart. Enough. Done with him. Yeah. But uh, one, one final thing on Beverly Hills. Um... My brother lived on Peck okay. for a couple of years, which is... Is that near six? It's right... Um, the parking lot by um, behind Saks, where Winona Ryder got busted, <laughs> and like yeah. a block or two blocks down from the hotel where they filmed Pretty Woman. It's yeah. like right there. The thing that I love about that, and it, it's what I'm looking for now in La Mesa... Where I am in La Mesa, where I've been in La Mesa, there's nothing. We're just tucked away. When I'm looking for my spot now, what I want, and I'm hoping I can go by the village, I want to go back where people walk around at night. Not El Cajon Boulevard. Not that shit. (laughs) 50th and El Cajon. God, what a fucking shithole that town is. Um, But, like, La Mesa Village is really cool, where you can go... Um, my kids, I can take them. Go, hey man, you want to go down and get a frozen yogurt? You want to go get a sandwich? I'm not saying it's it's bustling. It's not Beverly Boulevard. It's not Wilshire, but just something like that. We went um, we went driving and just checked out downtown yesterday. And there's so much downtown. They go, it's really fun. But that's what I feel like I feel like we've lost as San Diego Encinitas has a little bit of it. We kind of lost a little bit of that community vibe where people get out and walk around. We went down. Um, we've done this. I've done this two Sundays in a row with both of my boys. I took Jack last week. I took Cade today. And we went to PB and we walked Crystal Pier. Okay. But uh, last week I parked right in front of Bordenburg. I got a spot. And we just walked Crystal Pier and then walked out and just walked north on the beach and had a blast. Uh, today, Kate and I had a park a little further down. We parked down Garnett. But, Dave, it's like you look at that area, Garnett, where you walk, and we were just like, man, that place is closed, and this place is out for lease, for lease, yeah. for lease. You see it downtown. You see it in La Mesa. I don't know what's going on, man. I, I don't I don't know that world, but it just feels like there's so many places now that are going out of business. It bums me out. I, I've always said uh, we spent 25 years – covering sports 
And I like a lot of the athletes I met. But if you ask me, and I'm genuine about this, guys I truly admire are entrepreneurs, yeah. small business guys. I, I love the story of what was it like the night before you put the key in the door for the first time? Who believed in you? Who thought it wasn't going to go? And just tell me your story. I, I just, I love those stories. And I, I, I must just be a complete fucking nitwit. <laughs> because if I drive by a store that I've honestly never been in, there's one at, um, right now, right, not far from where my kids are, at 78th and El Cajon. Yeah. I think it's called like Art Smarts. Never, never step foot in there. But store going out of business. Dude, it bums me out. It bums me out every time because I go, man, somebody had a dream. They believed yeah. in it. They were like, we're going to open this store. And then the day comes and they're like, fuck, we can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the restaurant business is a crazy tough. God Everyone dang. thinks that they have a good idea for a restaurant business, and it is a tough business. It's seven days a week. It never ends. It's stressful. It's really tough. Yeah. I went in the old sales last night. We wanted to watch the UFC. I haven't been in there in... I don't know. I, I don't know the last... I mean, Junior's been gone yeah, now been in there. For, for five years, which is going on six years, actually. Um, And it, they changed it to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Is that what it is? Holy shit. Was that place cool? Was it packed? TV's packed. Good. That's good to hear. TV's everywhere, and they split it. Um, It's Wild Wings on one side and a Korean barbecue on the other side. Really? That's how big Junior's place was. But Dave, just to go in there uh, with my son, hang out, watch part of the UFC, that yeah, was fun, man. But that I, I haven't been. You and I went to that Wild Wings uh, across from Fox Sports yeah. Radio, and it was Sherman Oaks Mall. God, it was garbage. Yeah. I think we got a burger, and it was terrible. <laughs> but get chicken, you'll be all right. <laughs> Every time we ask someone at Fox, "Hey, where can you eat around here?" Everyone said Buffalo Wild Wings. It was, oh, it was like, it was like you guys well, maybe they walk got, outside of one block. Yeah, maybe they got. Anything yeah. to do with the the chicken was great, but uh, you got a million restaurants in the area. Yeah, everyone had the same damn answer. That was about it. Yeah, but uh, but that was it. All right, what no, else? That was about it. All right. Well, I, I tell you what, I want to go with uh, first. I want to go with Tayshon Cherry. Oh fuck. Okay. There's okay. some Padre stuff I want to ask you too, but Tayshon's name has come up a million yep. times on this podcast, way ahead of anybody else. I, I'm still kind of disappointed in the coverage that you're getting here in San Diego as far as Tayshon goes, because he's arguably the biggest name to come out of San Diego. This is probably Chase Budinger. You know, yeah, I would think. and so you're talking. I think Chase was 2006, mm -hmm. but Tayshon, with all, with all the stuff as far as as a junior, he wins Player of the Year, five star player. You know, where's he going to go? All these places. Finally, decides he's going to SC. Mm -hmm. Then the whole Tony Bland thing comes up, and then it it, it goes nuts. I mean, Rick Pitino gets fired. Yeah, the, it, it's kind of crazy. Hall of Fame coaches now are are all over the place. I mean, Coach K's in it. Roy Williams is in it. You name the school. They're, they're involved in what's going on with NCAA being dirty. Shocker. We all kind of all knew. We just yeah. ignored it because it didn't affect us. But Tayshawn now is going to end up in his third school before he graduates his senior year, just in, in the last year as a senior. So he stayed at Saints all the way up almost until the very first game in November. Then he goes to Foothills Christian. Mm -hmm. Then he's out the day before the championship game, the CIF Open Division, which is big. It's, it's Foothills against Mission Bay. 
And he puts a thing out on Twitter saying, I've played my last game. He said it's too much with the pressure and all the stuff that's coming out. We find out the true story is he got expelled. Mm -hmm. He got expelled from Foothills Christian, and I don't know what the hell he did, but for a private school who can makes up their own rules on the fly kind of a deal, you don't have to answer it anybody to say yeah. that whatever he did, he broke the rules or the code of conduct or whatever that was that kept him from playing in the championship game. Now he needs to find another school to graduate because he can't go to Arizona State unless he graduates high school. He can he, get a GED and go. He could get a GED. He can also hire a, a private like home tutor. Oh, that can Kate sit Parker. There, can, <laughs> can write that whole thing off as well. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're kind of paying for that. But now it's it's not as easy as what you would think. Just finish up the last three months of school and boom, you're off to college and hopefully the FBI's you know not completely pointing the finger at him, which is what everybody thinks is about to happen. I tell you, man, this this story hits me very hard. Yeah. Very hard. Um, I have known him since he was probably nine years old. In er and I have had not a lot of dealings with Tayshawn. I've had more dealings with his brother, his little brother. Yeah. But But let me just say this. For anybody that wants to go and rag on him at games or chant things at him or... Give him shit on social media. In every dealing that I had with that kid, he was polite, respectful, nice, an easy laugh, and exactly as a parent what you would want your kid to be. From the time he was 9 to 11 to 15. Um Along the way, he has gotten terrible advice. I believe it comes from within his own yeah. house. I believe that. Um, nobody in my complex was a fan of his mother. His mother is very loud and is a stage mother. I have no doubt in my mind, though, that she loved her kids from her soul. Yeah, of course. So when that pressure came on, I don't know what happened. I, I can't imagine what that was like, the attention that was thrown at them. But it's not about her. It's not about the father, who is a great dude, a great guy. It's about Tayshawn, who is a 17-year-old kid that should be living a great year. He should be going, thinking about prom in a couple of weeks or whatever. And he should be the toast of the town. And instead, Dave, like you said, he is being taunted at games. He's respond why his parents are allowing him to be on social media. They have failed him terribly, as I explained to my sons yesterday, who love him. Yeah. They have known him and know his brother. And I said, Mr. and Mr. Cherry failed him by allowing him to keep that social media account. Brad Leaf at Foothills failed him save your bullshit about yeah. how great a coach Bradleaf is nobody gives a shit do your fucking job dude rein that kid in be a coach whatever you did to get him to foothills right yeah i don't know how'd he end up there i don't know how did jalen hands end up there jalen hands was going yeah. to modern day fuck that guy what what kind of what kind of leader are you for a 17 year old kid where nobody says you know what tay we're taking you off of social media the way 1090 took a grown man named Dan Cilio off social yeah. media. 1090 had no faith that Dan could handle his own social media account, so they shut it down. And, and 
were letting a 17-year-old kid do it. Somebody needed to say, you are going to thank us for this in the next 15, 25, and 30 years as your career goes on. And and nobody did it. Foothills yep. Christian failed him. His family has failed him. And I, I just find it incredibly, incredibly heartbreaking. He is as nice a young man as I have ever met. Dave, he reminds me. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of your son, Josh. Yeah. Person, and I don't say that lightly. I think the world to Josh. Tay reminds me of Josh. I can't. Plus, the difference being, uh, Tay's black. And, and I, I guarantee you, without even talking to him, I've not had a conversation with him, I bet, in 18 months. I guarantee you he's getting racial slurs. I will bet you lunch at Cali Comfort. Um, and that breaks my heart. I, it breaks my heart that so many people have failed a really, really good kid. And all I just sent him a message on Twitter. Now, the only thing I said was, Remember everybody who quit on you, and remember everybody who has your back. I don't know, Dave, that he did he respond to you. He didn't, but I don't need him to. Um, I don't know that he's emotionally strong enough to get through this. That's my fear. Yeah, knowing him since he was nine. Yeah, well, he's seventeen, eighteen years old now. He is. I mean, a, he's a kid. He's a kid. I don't know how thick his skin is. But I'm incredibly disappointed in anybody at Foothills that let it get to that point. That didn't. Um, his parents uh, completely failed him because I said to my kids yesterday, "You started doing that shit on social media between me or your mom. That shit would have been done, done." Yeah. Um, any of his, he just would be off. But um, but just before. I just I would just say he's a he's a really nice kid that if you lived in the neighborhood where I did and he was part of it, uh, you didn't see him much. You saw him walking his pup. He was nice to his brother. He was nice to his brother's two dopey friends. He was nice to those two dopey kids, dad. And I, I'm just cheering for him, man. I really am. I just think, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't feel to me like this is going down the right road. Well, unfortunately for him as well, he doesn't know when the end is going to come. I mean, he doesn't yeah. know and, and how it's going to end. He doesn't know if it's going to go True. on for the next six You're months. Right. He doesn't know if he's going to play one game in college ball. You don't God know how damn. this is going to work. You know, all you know is right now, if you, Tony Bland, who's the connection to him, when you're talking about possibly 20 years in prison for him, what's the connection? If he's number eight, as the LA Times says, this kid right here is number eight on the investigation. Yeah. This is a big deal with the FBI involved. And how this works. You know what's so unfortunate is the kid would have been zoned for Helix High School. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other kid from Helix High School, Reggie Bush, went through a train yeah. wreck of a situation, you know, basically 10 years ago. Yeah. Damn, if you would have just waited one goddamn year and then done whatever you did with the money, no one would have blinked an eye. Because in a year, he's getting ready for the NBA draft is the way he was on schedule to be. You play mm -hmm. one year of college ball, you get ready for the NBA draft. All of a sudden, he's making $3 million a year. No one would have blinked an eye that they had extra money until, yeah. guess what? You end up buying a house. And you're going, well, how did he end up buying a house when the money never changed? Yeah, and I don't know for sure that they bought a house. That that was – I never heard that directly from Mr. and Mrs. Cherry. I never heard that. That was neighborhood chatter. That they bought a house in Santee. Yeah, Santee or El Cajon. That was kind of the talk that they were buying it. It just, there were, 
yeah, there there were a lot of things that were a red flag when when his brother again his brother was going on some of these trips, so they were going to Texas A and M and well, you're allowed five official visits. Yeah, they went to A and M and Gonzaga and Sean Miller and a bunch of those guys I know were chasing them. Look, just because his brother didn't say it doesn't mean USC wasn't in the picture, but I never really heard USC. Yeah. I'd ask about it a lot. And his brother's probably, I don't know, 13. Okay. So, I mean, old enough where he's not five. Um, and then all of a sudden, Tony Bland was the first thing out of their mouth in, in my complex. Yeah. And then they're moving out. And and they rented a place that one of their the grandmother owned. Again, Dave, to me, my feeling on the Cherry family had always been I liked all of them. I I didn't know what happened. I I was like they're a good family. I, I like them. I hope they. I hope whatever stars aligned 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 right. Um, but there was just some neighborhood chatter. But again, I I don't know. That they bought it, I don't know that they could have inherited a shitload of money. Again, legitimately, where's, where's the journalism? Where, where's what's going on? I mean, how's yeah. the, I mean, again, even the part that he's expelled, there's no details. How yeah. the most high-profile basketball player we've had in ten years in San Diego, no details of what happened. No, and it's it, a heartbreaking story. It, it's man. a heartbreaking story, but it, it's a heartbreaking story because you know him. Yeah. My point is, if you didn't know this kid, you as a sports fan, as a reader, as someone yeah. that said, I'm proud to be a St. Egan, you want details. That's what journalists do. Well, the the problem is what you would do, and I know what I would happen because I've watched it on social media. You'd be like, this kid's just a dick. He's just a little punk, big mouth. He's a dick. He's this. And he couldn't be further from any of yeah. those. And I know I would have been guilty of it. Believe me, I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. I know I would have been it too. I just know him as a really... Good dude. Yeah. And and I'm just taking his mother, taking his coaches, taking everybody else, uh, his advisors, whoever else has been in his ear since he found himself on the radar. They all failed him. They all failed I him. And, and I, I just find that incredibly heartbreaking for a really good dude that should be doing what so many um, five-star athletes yeah. are doing. They are they are BMOCs right now. I don't know how he is as a student. He always struck me. I mean, I, I would hope he's okay, but I, I couldn't tell you one way or the other. You know what? Maybe the biggest name, as I said, Chase Budinger before him, probably Jeremy Tyler. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy Tyler, is a gr- who you and I met when basically around the same time that Tayshawn is oh, right now. Terrible. And you and I looked at each other and said, holy shit, he's surrounded by yeah, bad documentary guys. Documentary crew. Yeah. That that whole crew that was running with him from San Diego yeah. High was a bunch of fucking yeah. jagoffs. And we asked him, Terrible. where are you going? Off there. We said, where are you going? And, he go, and before he could even answer, his coach says, he's going wherever I can get an assistant coaching job yeah. on staff. Yeah. Yeah, he had, to, he had to take care of all these people before he was even in school. God damn, man. God damn. Yeah, I don't know, man. But but believe me, if you, if you had the chance to meet him, and again, I haven't dealt with him. Uh, I don't know what his attitude is right now. I would think that young man's got a lot of pent-up anger at a lot of people, and I, I can't blame him at all. But the kid I knew was a good kid. Yeah, He just was a good kid and cool and funny. And I always, like I said, I just knew him as Tayshaun. I didn't follow high school sports. No idea he was a top-ten guy until you told me about 15 months ago. You're like, 
dude, what's that kid's name on your thing? I'm like, Tayshon? <laughs> like, yeah, top, one of the top players in yeah. San Diego. In and I remember, yeah. I remember you said to me, like, he's one or two. So yeah, him and Jalen Hands were the top two players in San Diego. Year correct. Ago. When when Tayshon now at UCLA. Yeah, when Tayshon was a junior, and I said that to my boys, I was yeah. like, "Hey, did you know like Tayshon's like one of the top two players in San Diego?" So they said it at that time. They would have been like eight, and they said it in the house, and the mom freaked out. He's number one. <laughs> Look, I mean. <laughs> I've heard plenty of stories about her. I'm not going to pile on. Yeah. I'm really not. She she was nice to me. Mrs. Cherry was cool to me. Um, and, and Mr. Cherry is just a fucking champ. He's just great. And and I'm just, I'm sorry for all of that. It'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays Shit. out because this is uh, this has become a national story. Yep. You know, speaking of, of stories, you still get UT. Yeah. You still get it? You get both. You get the LA Times. No, I got rid of the LA Times. Did you really? Yeah, I only get the UT right now. Okay. The reason I ask that is I always always run to Sunday. You know? Funny. I didn't look at a page of the Sunday. Well, I'm I'm glad you didn't see it. And I know Jay Posner sent something out that they won an award as one of the best Uh Sunday papers ever. But I do look at Sunday. I I skip a lot of days, which I've never done in my entire life. My, My entire life has always been get up. I can even basically open my eyes, go grab my paper, open it up, and read it during breakfast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you and I did mornings, we'd take it take it with me to the station, the whole deal. Now I get it online. I don't even pile them up. I just sit there and read it off the computer when it comes out, usually whatever, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. If I'm up, I'll start reading it then. Anyway, every Sunday, it's like throwback Sunday. It starts to drive me a little crazy. Like, yeah. is there just nothing to talk about? So today, front page of the sports section, story on Jim Dietz. San Diego State <laughs> That's my point. What? Jim Deeds hasn't coached since 2002, but he's on the front fucking page. All right. Why? And then, because I have no idea, because it's fucking the first week of March and there's nothing to talk about. But every week it's like this. There's a goddamn Coriel story. There's a Dan Fout story. There's there's something where I'm like, Jesus, man, front page. And he's sitting there. Really? And he, and he, he, Jim Deeds? is on Jim uh, Deeds. Nice dude. Oh, yeah, but so yeah. what? Who, Who cares? gives a shit? Live, doesn't even live, lives in Oregon. Doesn't even live here. And so I'm just sitting there and go, what the fuck? Okay. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm a little frustrated going, what the fuck is this every single Sunday? I open up and I flip to Canapa. Yeah. And honestly, I, if something happened to Nick tomorrow, which I hope it doesn't, I'd probably cancel my paper. I could literally, I think, get the paper just because I want to hear what, or read what Nick's going to say. So Nick comes out with this line, and I knew you, you didn't read it because you would have called me. But he, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he mentions Peter O'Toole was the best talk show guest of all time. <laughs> and I went, what the fuck? If this isn't get off my lawn guy, I don't know what to tell you. Peter O'Toole, which sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> Jesus. What the fuck? I just out of nowhere. Like he has Tourette's. Just writes one line about Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I was going, why the fuck do I get this paper? I get so mad that if it wasn't, if it was a regular newspaper, I would bunch it in a ball and just throw it out the door. God. I- I tell you what I think reading that paper, and I read it all the time. I'm like, AC, whether he d- decided it or they made the decision, goddamn, I could never, I could never be a baseball beat writer. You don't think you could? I think you'd love it. I think I'd love it. I wouldn't know what the fuck to write. <laughs> he writes a feature, then he writes like three sidebars. Yeah. How do you remember... If you're and uh, I'm asking, 
how do you remember what you wrote on Monday? Yeah. So you don't just come right back, back tomorrow to and write another story covering the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I I, I don't know, man. That I'm telling me, you, Padre fans, by now you have to agree with us. We knew the guy do a good job. He's doing a good job. Yeah, we he told is. you. Yeah. I think he's great. I really do. I think on a beat, man, I did not like him as a columnist. I think on the beat, he's great. And especially now, because it's kind of a fun year. And, and look, they're already talking. You know, Urias is hitting. Yeah. Oh, okay, hang on. My guy's at Mad Friars. It, the, okay, Dave, help me out on this. Okay. The emphasis is on the last syllable. Urias. Yeah. Like Urias, okay. I think, is what John was telling me. Okay. I love those guys reaching out and, and saying, but however you want to pronounce it. I think it's Urias okay. was what he was saying. Okay. <laughs> well, we but, all know who you're talking about. It's yeah. only one guy with that name. But but I love what Kev's writing. He's writing that those guys are pushing to be on the opening day. Well, you're not going to they're not going to no. be on the opening day. You know for at least 15 days they're not going to be yeah. there cuz then you control them for another year. Exactly. But the idea that all of a sudden now where I think a lot of us were thinking 2019 for those two guys where you're like, "Look, man, they they may want to be here in 2018." There's no there's no hurry to do it. Um maybe less with Tatis because you've got Freddie Galvis and you've got Chase Headley over there. But when you're like, shit, man, these guys are, are knocking on the door. Yeah, I think Tatis was four for four today. He's yeah. up to like 381. Yeah, uh, where you go, okay, now it's getting interesting. MLB Pipeline the other day calls them the number one farm system yeah. in baseball. Hosmer has looked good and played the part. All of a sudden you go, man, this is what we need. This is what we need as a community. No, we're not talking World Series. We're not Summer and Terry yep. down there going nuts. Ernie Martinez, his <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I still wish they would have gone out and done what you said a few weeks ago. I wish Lance Lynn or Alex Cobb? Hell, even if you signed both those guys and you did it for a one-year, two-year deal. And guess what? Just anything that's not last place. Yeah. I feel like it changes a lot of things as far as mindset. To know that you're a last-place team in your division stinks. And I understand last year they weren't last place, but the, the Giants just had a, had a freakishly bad mm -hmm. year. It, it's a really competitive division. A guy like Lance Lynn, even if you were to sit, because Arietta's sitting there too. And if you were to sit there and go, whatever it takes to get guys in one or two years for some of the guys you have, because right now your weakness is starting pitching. Otherwise, yeah. we're looking at left field really is the only position you aren't 100% sure who's starting in left field. Otherwise, you know who's starting everywhere else, yeah. position by position, except for left field. There are three it's guys who are fighting for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. We were all of a sudden, you feel like you have, at least for now, uh, a pretty good idea of your guys. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you've got. I feel like you have four of your everyday eight locked in for for now. For a long for a long time or yeah. locked in? Okay. Yeah, locked in. I think Margot and Myers, Hosmer and Hedges, yeah, are are right now locked in. Agree. And, and then I think, I think second and short. As soon as next year, you're going to be like, okay, well they're locked yeah. in. And then uh, and then you'll figure out what you're doing at at third and third base is your question. Third and left. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But all of a sudden, and, and maybe Tatis goes to third, and one of these other guys that that can play 
second or short is there. Shit, maybe Galvis is back. All right, let me throw this one at you. I know it's not going to happen now, but I'll, I'll play the what-if game with you. If they wouldn't have made the move that brought Chase Headley back because they wanted Brian Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Let's say Brian Mitchell didn't exist, and if he never existed, you wouldn't be saying, fuck what this team needs right now, Dave, is Brian Mitchell. I would have said, who the fuck's Brian Mitchell? <laughs> but let's say Headley wasn't the guy. But yeah. you look at the situation and saying, okay, you have Hosmer, but guess mm-hmm. what? We also added Moustakas. Right. You would be looking at the season a lot different, a lot more excited to say, man, I'm really going to look at see what tickets, what games I'm yeah. going to, right? Yeah. Does that make a huge difference? Having Would have the two corner guys from the Royals World Series team now on the Padres? You'd be excited. It'd be great. Yeah. Be great. I, I don't know that you you still can't do it. I mean, really, I don't know what Moustakas is going to end up getting. You don't know what Arietta is going to get. Uh, see, I, I saw today that the Twins have dropped out on Cobb and Lynn. Yeah. Uh, I don't, they were never really in on Arietta. Arietta is still going to try to hold out and get at least 18 the, to 20. The rumor is either the Phillies or the Nationals, but right now I'm leaning more towards the Phillies. Shit, man. I mean, you're you're playing games. Yeah. You're playing games. I mean, pitchers and catchers are, what, seven, ten days away from being in for a month already? Yeah. Um, But the Twins are out on Cobb and on Lynn, and whoever the third guy was, third guy kind of in that group as well. And now all of a sudden you go, not going to be many openings. So th- those guys got to come way down off their price. And now all of a sudden, if I'm Preller, and you go, hey, man, why don't you come in here? Why don't you come in here and be a one-year guy? Be a one-year dude yeah. and, and pitch for seven and help us out. And and maybe we'll do a club option and a team option. I, Dave, I would jump on both of them. I would definitely jump on... I'd probably go Lynn. Me too. I like that guy. I'd go Lynn too. It, it's to the point, and who knows if he's picked up the phone or not, but if you even if you make the phone call to Lynn, I imagine the selling point is we're going to do this and, and give the option. But more than likely, if you play like we think you're going to play, we're going to flip you off to a contender. You're gonna Absolutely. Be, you're you're going to be in the playoffs in 2017. Probably won't in be. In a contract here. Yes. And, and guess what? We're going to give you a chance to shine in the postseason and make Absolutely. your value go up even that much more. But right now you're sitting at home throwing in the backyard to some high school kid that you're paying to catch your bullpen. See, I would do that. I would do that times two. Yeah. I would do that. Then maybe I would do that with Cobb too. That's what I'm saying. And feel like it makes sense to me because you guys are going to come here in a pitcher's park. Defensively, we've gotten much better with Galvis and with Hosmer in the infield. And, and Margot, we'll see what Myers does and we'll see who ends up in left. But you, I don't know. I mean, I know you move the fences in, but I still feel like we can it consider is. Petco it a, is a pitcher's park. A we pitcher's all know, park. Yeah. After after seven thirty eight o'clock, man, the ball doesn't travel as well. You're absolutely right. But to the, if I was a player and you're guaranteeing me that, hey, I'm going to get a chance to show my case, uh, showcase myself, and then you're going to trade yeah. me to a contender down the stretch, without a doubt, I'm doing it. Well, if I'm the pods too. Yeah. And now I'm like shit. I'm going to continue to do what I've done a couple of different times. Which is, I'm just going to do a one-for-one one and flip you. Yes. I'm not going to worry about doing the Casey Kelly-type trades where we get four jobbers in here and none of them pan out. I'm going to flip you for a top 12 prospect. You will. That's exactly what you'd get. From two different teams. And I'm going to take the number one farm system, according to MLB Pipeline, and I'm going to make it even stronger because I committed... Uh, let's say you go seven guy. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, you're out seven million bucks, basically, if you flip them at the um, 
if you flip them at the deadline, even if they stay, you probably get a yeah. compensatory pick, right? If they sign off next year. Well, we've seen it before. Both teams overpay. They always do. They always over. Even the Dodgers did it with you, Darvish, last year. Yep. You know, you guys always overpay when they think it's the difference of going to the World Series. And, yeah. and, and it's a chance for the Padres to get even richer in that minor league system. It makes all the sense in the world. It's gone on for years. They just did it with Matt Holliday. I think a lot of people forget that Matt Holliday went from the Rockies to the A's, yeah. was, was flipped off to the Cardinals, and they ended up with four big-time prospects because Matt Holliday was Matt Holliday. Yeah. But yet I, he was sitting there doing nothing, and they were the one team that offered him. Now, again, uh, we're not saying that Alex Cobb or Lance Lynn is you Darvish or Jake Arrieta, but there is a need for pitching And guys at always the get hurt. And guys, guys always get, get hurt. hurt. And, yeah. And right now the biggest concern – I'll let you just throw the Yankees out there. The Red Sox-Yankees, it should be a no-brainer with the Red Sox – I mean, the Yankees lineup that they should mm-hmm. run away with it. But now that you've added J.D. Martinez and the Red Sox pitching is better than the Yankees – that if a Yankee starter goes down, without a doubt, they would take a guy like a Lance Lynn okay, down but, the stretch. But let me let me take this even further. Nobody really looked at the Rockies last year with Bud Black going in, and, and I yeah. didn't feel like anybody really looked at the Diamondbacks and felt like they those didn't. guys were going to be competitive teams. Now you take J.D. Martinez as out of that lineup with Arizona. You look at San Diego and... and uh, Galvis is a different style player, but Hosmer coming in, and you feel like Myers could be different now with Hosmer. And again, who knows what Headley has? And um, Headley may just be a different, uh, a lighter skinned version of Jan Hervis Solarte, but whatever. But all of a sudden, if you go, hey, man, we throw Cobb and Lynn, nobody's saying that's Bumgarner and Kershaw, but now all of a sudden, maybe we could be that team. Maybe we can hang around and be playing fun baseball in July. And then maybe all of a sudden we want to take a look and and see if anybody is available. Again, I'm not saying you're a wild card team. I'm not saying you're a division winner because you got to feel like the Giants are going to be better and the Dodgers are loaded. But still, Dave, it seems to me like it would be a pretty minimal cash investment. Yeah. At this point, unless Lynn and, and Cobb are just like, no way, no way, we need $19 million a year. Then you're like, well. That's get, ridiculous. Yeah, get out of here. You're not getting <laughs> it. But, but the Twins must feel something because the Twins were in on both of those guys and have said, look, we're out. Yeah. We're out. We're just not chasing them anymore. When you said the Padres were ranked number one, do you know where the Phillies were ranked in that? I mean, I know once you're number one, you really don't look behind you. Do you remember where the Phillies were? Phillies, I know the Phillies are up there, but do you know where they're at? Yeah, White Sox. I think White Sox were three. I think the Braves were two. Yeah. Pods were one. So Phillies. Right in there. The top Dodgers five. were 10. Yeah. Yeah. Right around there. The reason I asked that question is that I have a couple kids that have, have played for me in the past. I've got five kids that are in minor leagues right now. And I would say, well, who's the best team? When you guys go against them and go, man, that organization's stacked. All the kids always have the same answer. They all say Phillies. And I was just curious to know where, where the Phillies rank. And I know the Phillies went through such a bad stretch because they went all in with Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins, and they paid crazy contracts. But it, how far they are to uh, to coming back as far as one of those teams and that, that system. Because if, if the Phillies are there, and everyone talks about a great there, and the Padres are number one, man, I, I go you get that starting pitching in place, yeah, man, the Padres are, are all of a sudden, you're talking postseason for hopefully 10 years in a row. I mean, one of those teams. It's what Pete Seidler yeah. said the other day, and I thought what he said was a really good quote from ownership that that um, I don't remember 
maybe since Larry was here. And I thought what Pete said was, we're building so that we're in the conversation for a seven to 10 year stretch. Yeah. And he said, we know that there are going to be years during that seven to 10 year stretch where you don't meet expectations. And I go, there you go. That's baseball. There are baseball where you are the Giants a year ago, where you're just out of it. But he said, we believe that we are setting ourselves up so that in a short period of time, the window will open on a 7 to 10-year period where we're consistently competitive, a playoff team in the mix because of the depth of talent we have. And I, I don't think that's an outlandish thing for him to say. I think it's really spot on. Um, looking today at the Street and Smith baseball yearbook, you know, it's funny. They they talk about, well, this team's really far away. That, that's not the, that's not the storyline on this team. The storyline on this team is, yeah, they're far away for, for 2018 because of the, the lack of pitching. But when you look at what's coming – the youngsters that are coming, I, I think most of us have, it's okay to be optimistic and yeah. be excited. It's okay to be excited. It's cool to be a Pots fan again. A couple things on the Padres. We touched on it for a quick second about how right now left field's the only thing that we aren't sure. If you had to say who's the starting left fielder. I'd a say week, Renfro right now. A week now. ago I would, have said, I would have said Renfro. But do you think they could be in a situation where Renfro plays only against left-handed pitchers, and Frenchy uh, Cordero plays against uh, right-handed pitchers. And they seem to love Frenchy. Yeah. Yeah. Fast, not a bad fielder, covers some ground. Yeah. But but could you see Renfro in a platoon role? Maybe. Plus you know, with which, plus with Kind of Pere- amazing for a guy at 26 home runs. Yeah, uh, but Perella in that mix as well. Janikowski, you think they're trying to uh, – I think they like him too. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. All of a sudden you have a log jam for that one position – and in reality, Renfro can play two positions in the outfield. Sure. Travis can play all three positions in the yeah. outfield. Same with probably Frenchie can probably play all three positions in the outfield. Yeah, what, but you mentioned the home runs with Renfro. Remember the grand slam, right, that yeah. he hit? Um, it, it's, it's what we've talked about with Myers. Find me the home runs that are the difference makers. Right, the the problem with these guys, and and you see it across baseball. You might have twenty six home runs, but if eleven of those make it a one to nothing game in the second, all right, cool. Yeah. But how many of those are the three run shot in the bottom of the eighth that turn a five four deficit into a seven five lead and get Brad Hand warmed up? Now we're talking. Like when I think about. Aaron Judge or John Carlos Stanton or guys like that, we go, these guys are difference makers. You need uh, Myers and Renfro to start hitting home runs that are difference makers. Don't You can be a 30-home run guy if, if 18 of them really made no impact. Yeah, I mean, because teams that have the lead will tell you, you're pitching with the lead. You're just throwing yeah. basically around the strike zone. They're, they don't mind giving up the – the home run. They're just pitching basically strikes, and you can see a lot of fastballs. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. How much, home runs that tie the game up or, or, or give your team the lead. Yeah, you need to be that guy. Uh, I mean, it, it's what Caminetti was. Yeah. Caminetti was the guy that just came up and changed the game. And he goes, shit, he did it again. He did it over and over. 
those are the guys you need. Where if you go, well, he's got 25 bombs. All right. How many won the game? Two. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, I mean, you got anybody could do that. Uh, who that crazy Adam Rosales had those, yeah, right? That's the true. guy sprinted the bases. You go, okay. But if if you want to be the everyday guy, I man, I Dave, I just everything you read, it seems like they soured on Renfro. Andy Green just strikes me as a guy who is soured on. I think Renfro, Renfro knows it because everything you read from him it seems like he's very frustrated. That he's very he, frustrated that he doesn't have an automatic position. I think he thinks he's. I think he. The way you yeah. read it is that he treated it like he was on scholarship. And they're like, bullshit. I wonder if they if they could flip him out. If they would try and flip him out, I should say. Jankowski is uh, a guy that I won't say they've given up on, but it's hard to say how's he he basically an everyday guy. But it, as far as baseball has changed a lot over the last few years, we're seeing guys that play bench players, that play infield and outfield. Remember, uh, Mark yeah. Sweeney could play first, but he could also play outfield. You look yeah. at the Dodgers, they have Kiki Hernandez, and they have Chris Taylor that, that move. There are more and more guys that play infield and outfield. Spangenberg is one of those guys that can play infield and outfield, whereas yeah. Renfro is strictly an outfielder. Jankowski is strictly an outfielder. Very much a buyer's market on Renfro. I, I, I would not flip him at all right now. No way. What are you going to get in return? I don't know what you get in return, but right now it seems like the Padres are sour. He seems like he's definitely in the doghouse right now. God, yeah. Last guy that that happened to was Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Where you go, right about this time, right. I mean, Renfro played a lot more games than Rizzo did. But you go, that it's just it's too early. Give him another year to see what's going on. But let, let's see. You don't want to put all of this on Hosmer. It's not fair. But if you change the culture up a little bit with Freddie yeah. Galvis and, and a couple others in that, uh, uh, if um, A.J. Ellis gets in there, if he ends up being the backup, and you kind of change, I don't want to say change the culture, but bring a little maturity in there. Yeah, you do have to change the culture. We all know. We talk to people that are in there every day. They haven't had any culture in that clubhouse for three, they four, no five years. They had no expectations. Yeah. I mean, you honestly, when you bring in the guys who have that high baseball IQ and the Hosmers and the AJ Ellis's, yeah. I think it goes a long way. Yeah, there was nobody holding you responsible for the way you acted on the field or off the field. There yeah. was no um, degree of credibility. Like, hey. Yeah. Hey, punk. This is how you do it around here. <laughs> And and Andy Green's five foot one. He can't do it. I know you told me people think he's the Bat Boy. <laughs> you, you you said to me last week, the records don't exactly mean a lot, and they don't. I mean, he, mm. he said, then I go lineup to lineup, and I'll look back and forth to say, okay, who are they they playing against in the lineup? How many of these guys are starters or pitcher starters of the team? The one thing I will say for me, the biggest bright spot for the Padres in spring training has been Austin Hedges, and maybe yeah. that's all the credit to Matt Stairs. But man, he has changed everything about Austin Hedges that the holes were there. And Can you imagine it, that it, he has. I mean, that 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 long leg kick is gone. He's keeping his head still. He's doing all the things you need to do to have yeah. a chance to hit a major league Jesus baseball. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine that if it, it, if offensively yeah. his game comes around? Holy cow! It's a whole different team if offensively his game comes around. He gets on base, hitting better than two fourteen. Forget about the home runs he hit because yeah, he, those are the ones he just runs into. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, you get six hundred at bats and he hit eighteen home runs. Who gives a shit? You you just ran into eighteen, but to get on base and not have a two fourteen batting average means a lot. Changes everything, yeah. man. I, nobody's saying he's got to be a three hundred hitter. No. But if you could get him up to 260, you you come up to 260, those 18 are becoming 24. Yes. In in my opinion, conservatively. Yeah. I I think 18 becomes 24. 
changes everything. I think it changes everything for him, too. I think there's a level of confidence because we've used the analogy of Brad Osmus. Well, Brad knew he wasn't going to be a power bat. Yeah. I think Hedges can be a power bat. Not a 40-home run guy like you want Renfro to be. Maybe not even a 30-home run guy like you believe Myers and Hosmer can be. But if you go 24 from your catcher, would be pretty sweet. If you can get on base at least 30% of the time. I mean, which Big. isn't asking a lot, but when no. you look at what he did last year, it was like having two pitchers in the batting order. Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird, too. Like, he, he'd he go on a stretch where he'd homer four days in a row, and his average would still be at about yeah. a buck 78. Yeah. <laughs> you like, how one does this four, happen? Yeah. One for four, like, hey, that's 250. It yeah. went up. And he goes, ah, shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I would like it. I would like it. It would change things a For lot. For me, that's the biggest bright spot offensively in spring training with this team. Yeah. I, I just will always bring up Eric Owens and Paul yeah, McAnulty and true. others that hit well down there when, when pitchers. I mean, Dave, the, the sinker ball uh, Japanese relief pitcher is not pitching against any National League West team. Yeah. So it's a very controlled environment from a from a team standpoint as far as pitchers and what you're going to see um yeah great i mean i'd much rather have him hitting the ball like he's hitting it right now than striking out exactly because if you got guys down there that can't hit you go well shit guys it's it's a level above batting practice what you're seeing down there with with uh the conditions and the lack of interest yeah. in, in any of the managers showing you their main guys or their best stuff. But, but yeah, I would just say hold your applause until he's hitting 300 at the end of May. If he's hitting 300 at the end of the May, we've got nine, 10 home runs at that point. Yeah, then seven home runs, yeah. whatever. Uh, then, then we're okay. Real quick, last thing. Um, NFL Combines, did you watch any of the any of this stuff at all? I mean, years past, we kind of keep an eye on it. you have any interest yeah. in watching what the college guys are doing? No, um, but I liked – I liked um, – I watched part of the quarterbacks yesterday because I think the Chargers have to be thinking quarterback one of these years. Um, the Vikes, as a Viking fan, I'm watching because – they don't have a quarterback on the roster. They've gotten rid of all three going after Kirk Cousins. Um, their entire roster is pretty much locked up for the next couple of years. The only thing they need is a quarterback, so would they take one of these guys in the draft as well? But I like the guy. Uh, is it Jake Allen from Wyoming? Josh. Or Josh Allen, sorry. I I saw something last night on SportsCenter where it looked like they were showing a couple of guys that were struggling with their throws. Yeah, uh, Lamar the, Jackson was horseshit. Lamar Jackson was really off. Awful. Awful. But then um, Josh Allen, God damn, Dave, was that 70 yards? Just I think it was 80. I think he threw one 80 yards. Shit. But again, we know in the NFL, you don't, have time, Russell. You don't have yeah. time to run 80 yards. No. You're going to get sacked. You don't have yeah. time for a guy to run 80 yards. You got to make the short throws. But but just seeing what I saw of him making the short throws, again, yeah. controlled environment, he looked pretty good. But, no, I haven't, I haven't paid watched much a ton. It, no. It's funny. Baker Mayfield was the most accurate passer Did in college he? football last year. I mean, playing against good competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The deal is he never takes a ball from under center. It looked like he's never done a seven-step drop in his life. Even – I mean, shit. we all know what they're going to do in the combine. How do you not yeah. prepare? Kurt Warner ripped the shit out of him how, how bad his footwork was. Yeah. If I was an NFL team and I'm looking at different guys to go, where does Baker Mayfield go? If I'm the Saints, 
I'm going, we're getting that guy. He's about the same height as Drew Brees. We're going to have him mature and understand exactly what Drew sees. And we're going to, we're going to basically create a second Drew Brees. But I I don't even think he lasts that long. I think he goes early on. My favorite quarterback in the whole deal is, I think, Josh Rosen from, from UCLA. Sam Darnold, man, he had 25 turnovers last year. 25 in college football. Everybody's open. Either interceptions or fumbles. He had that one huge game against Penn State in the Rose Bowl. And what happened to the game against Ohio State? We're just going to ignore that. You couldn't do shit. Yeah. Everyone's saying Sam Darnold's a lock to go number one. I know he's an SC guy, man. He wouldn't throw. He didn't throw in Indianapolis. He'll throw, obviously, on his pro pro day. day. But the, obviously the quarterbacks you think about all the time. That kid that bench pressed twenty times with the one one yeah. hand was kind of insane. That was pretty. That was pretty awesome. That, that was kind of lost crazy. his hand at age four. Yeah, when he was four years old, and and puts it up twenty times. And what do you yeah. say going in that he, he thought, thought he six. Did, six six shit. Yeah, that was great. That I was love cool. stuff like that, man. I I do. I I just I love dudes that persevere. No, that was great. Um, I, this is my question for you. I got. I got a question for you. It goes back to the Tayshon thing. We're going to circle back to basketball and what a disaster the NCAA is right now and everything going on. Uh, Our buddy Aaron Creasy asked me this question, and I will defer to you as an NBA guy. But the Gulls have had a huge amount of success here in San Diego. And I'll say this. I went down there. Uh, last Tuesday night for the game against uh, San Antonio. Very special thanks to Sean Walchev, Derek Dawson. Made it happen on yeah. uh, kind of short notice and, and got me in. First goals game I'd been to this year. God damn, that's a fun night. That is a cool. fun night. They put the goals really have it going. And on a Tuesday night, uh, the top was kind of curtained off, but the the crowd that was in there was into it and man they are fast and they hit now uh, they may not shoot enough it kind of seems to be the one complaint but they are really good which leads into my question okay if you are adam silver and the nba and the one and done has been really bad yeah really bad and we are seeing guys I, I was watching the other night dave i was watching the 76ers game and they were talking about Fultz, and they were saying how his confidence is shot because he just he can't shoot. He can't shoot. He turned into Steve Sachs throwing the ball to first base. He has the, he has the yips. He's he got the shoot. yips. He can't shoot. If you are Adam Silver, is it time for the NBA to start thinking about the D League? Well, it's the G League now because Gatorade owns it. Okay, they, they sponsor it. But yeah, I know what you're talking about basically okay. developmental league. Take the G League. That's funny you say this. I've thought about this a lot in the last week. It's funny that you brought this up. All right. Take the G League and make the G League the level of the AHL, which is awesome hockey, really fun, affordable, guys that have been in the NHL and guys that are heading to the NHL. Same way you view AAA baseball, yeah. where you go around and you say International League or PCL or whatever, guys that have been in the bigs, guys that are headed to the bigs. Is it time for Adam Silver to say, you know what we need to do? We could take the G League and get it out of Santa Cruz and some of these markets where we're at. And we could go into San Diego. We could go into San Diego and we could put it in Viejas Arena and we could have uh, a combination of the Clippers and Lakers, whatever. 
a Southern California team where these guys can go down. It could be guys, same thing, guys that have been in the league, guys that are trying to get back to the league, or guys that are heading there. They're going to play every night. They're not going to be, you know, DNP, yeah. coach decision. Um, A guy like Fultz could come yeah. down and go, dude, come down and play. Go down and play. Thoughts on that as well, a hoops guy? Okay, here, here's what I would do if I'm Adam Silver. I would completely develop the G League to that point. Because the G League's there, and you can send anyone else down you want, all that crap. Nobody cares about the G League right now. I mean, you know, it, but what you do is if Adam Silver. Relaunch it. You relaunch it. You put it in cities like San Diego, mm-hmm. St. Louis that used to have a team. Seattle. Kansas City used to have a team. Seattle. You do exactly that, and you get the guys back involved, and you see how, how it works. And if it's if it's a huge hit, you know, if maybe it's time to expand or maybe it's time to move a team. Yep. But if you get the best Affordable. If it would be affordable. You're seeing players that we all saw uh, in college. But you know what? I, my big thing for Adam Silver, I go against the NCAA right now. And mm-hmm. I go against LeVar fucking Ball, too. Because LeVar Ball thinks he's about to do the same thing, but he's going to do it overseas. Yeah. He's going to try and take guys from going to college and said, why don't you go to Lithuania and, and play for him? And, but the deal is, I would, Adam Silver, I come out and say, look, this is insane. You're 18 years old. You can go to war. You can sit yeah. there. You can get a job at 15 at a yogurt shop, but you can't play in the NBA and earn a living. We're going to give you a chance to skip going to college. If you're only going to do that one year deal, Ben Simmons had no desire to go to school at LSU no. a few years ago. Couldn't even take this team to the NCAA tournament. And you say, we're going to do this G League thing. We're going to be really serious about it because when the stories came out last week about all the guys that were under investigation, it was this guy from the Wizards. It was this guy from mm-hmm. the Knicks. It was this guy from the Lakers. It wasn't their college that was mentioned. It was all Correct. NBA guys. It was horrible publicity for Adam Silver in the league. It's time to relaunch it and give basketball back to some of these cities that lost teams or maybe are in the market to hopefully get a team one day. Yeah. I think, fuck the NCAA. College basketball is absolutely terrible right now. Yeah. And say, this is what we're going to do. These guys aren't have no desire to get a college degree, but we're going to develop this G League and make it something big. And and maybe that's as far as it goes. Yeah. But at least guys are playing every night, competitive. Yeah. Guys that are out of the league could come back in, right? Yeah. And – Put them in cities that, again, like Seattle, like San Diego, St. Louis, teams, cities that once had NBA teams. Yeah. Where they been? In Kansas City, right? I mean, yep. you think you think put about them back all... in Kemper Arena. I don't even yeah. know if it exists, but you know what I mean. No, I got you. But but put them into regular markets yep. where you go, okay, this works. And yeah. Buffalo. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Put the Knicks team, whatever, Dave. You're, you've got how many NBA teams? 30? 30. So you go, okay, even you go 30 cities, but even if you go... Even if you were, what if you combine? Just like you said, just start low. What if you had the Clippers and the Lakers 16, combine? Eight and eight. You combine, and those guys can take from a pool. Yeah. If you're the player, you'd love that even more. It doubles your chances to get to an NBA team. But, but I think, too, um, there's still going to be free agents that are going to play, right? The The... I mean, I mean, give me a guy that I'm not thinking. the two ball brothers right now that yeah. are currently in Lithuania that can't come back and go to UCLA that are not ready for the NBA. I heard Darren talking about the. I didn't realize Darren was saying the other day. Is he right that Lamelo could be better than yes. Lonzo? Yes, the youngest. No, well, no, I doubt that. There are two different players. Lamelo is a shooter, but the, good the, player. The, yeah, the youngest one's a shooter, horrible defender, but he's he's an outstanding shooter. Like, and, like people think he's going to be like a Curry-type shooter. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. But a kid like that, get him out of Lithuania yeah. and get him back here. 
Because people are going to go buy tickets to watch him play to see they if the old man shows up. Uh, I just think it, I think it would be great. And then all of a sudden you go, hey, that that's pretty good. And we're watching yeah. guys that can go back and forth. And you're you're going to see the veteran guys, right? The I don't know that you but see. But take Dwayne. the power away from the NCAA. If you're the Absolutely. NBA, you're like, why are we giving these guys billions of dollars? What yeah. are we doing? This this could be our money. Yeah, yeah. And and take it like I said, put it at Viejas Arena. And all of a sudden now you've got some guys and you go, okay, well, yeah. now we can see whether or not you can make it or you can't make it. And I just I think it'd be really, really fun. Um, on Friday, took us how long have we been going? Uh hour and sixteen minutes. All right. We won't we won't spend a lot of time on this because we're gonna spend a lot more time on it tomorrow. But just a few minutes on the launch of the machine. Oh, yeah. Did you hear the imaging guy? No, the I imaging not. guy sounds just like me. <laughs> you nailed it. The machine. Yeah, um, we had a blast the other day with not, hashtag ninety seven three the machine taglines. Yep. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. So before I go crazy and start accusing people of everything. There is a rumor that the machine, the actual thing, complained about Padres Jagoff and got Jagoff. Jagoff was bumped off of Twitter earlier today. You could not send him a direct message. You could not access his account. You couldn't do anything. You could, it showed that I still followed him and yeah. he followed me. I hope that's not the case. I really wow. do. If, if you're doing that, if your feelings are getting hurt by anything that anybody is writing, then you're a puss. You're just a puss. But I but I don't know for sure, so I can't say for sure. But did you hear anything so far of the machine? I haven't heard anything. Every time I flipped over, it's just music going. Well, I will say this. Um, the music that they are playing, which seems to be kind of the best of KGB and the best of Rock 105, is really good. For me, Yeah, I like it. Music-wise, I go, shit, yeah. I like it. Um, very small sample of the men's room the other day. Way too many voices. <laughs> and a lot of this. Hey, jeez. Um, but again, small yeah. sample. Nobody, I will tell you this. Um, Is the men's room the morning show? No, the, they're the, the afternoon show. Okay. I've got the morning show. I, I will say this for all of you. Is that the one with Mike Hawk? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Hawk is in the afternoon. Um, what the fuck? I would just say this. Before we all <laughs> kill the men's room or anything else, yeah. you have to give those shows legitimately. I'm not saying you have to sit there for all four hours. Y you have to give it at least 20 minutes a couple of different times over a two-week or a month period before you can really say, well, that show's garbage or that show's good. Now, if they make you laugh right out of the gate, then, hey, good on them. But before you say, well, they're just awful, I will tell you this. People hated Rickards when he replaced Berger and Prescott. Hated him. This show sucks. Yeah. What was Chainsaw thinking? Right, we hate everything. Um, Dave and I took so much shit when we replaced Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. Yeah. It happens. Well, people are loyal to the morning shows. I hated Stern when he was going against Mark and Brian in yeah. LA. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if I'll like it. I'm going to try to practice what I preach. 
um, you got to kind of give it a few weeks. Now, I did look at their website, and one of their bits was having a beer with somebody. And you go, all right, come on. <laughs> hey, in studio right now, it's Mike Pomerantz. We're having a beer with Mike Pomerantz. You know, well, I, I, that, that just seems dumb. Seems like that'd be really edgy in 85, but it doesn't. Uh, the morning Can you imagine show- if I told you, hey, look, we're going to relaunch the Dave and Jeff show, but from now on, my name is going to be Mike Hawk. Yeah. You would have said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Hacks, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we were sending taglines out, or everybody was sending taglines. By far, the funniest fucking one was from my friend John Hoover. John Hoover wrote, our couches pull out, but we don't. 97.3, the machine. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so fucking funny. I can't take it. Um, I like the music, but this is this is why I can't figure it out. I heard one thing. They said they're doing comedy at the 20s and 40s. Saying. Okay. Is now that what that, you're going to say? Yes. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, it's music, and then it goes into, like, stand-up. Now, the problem is, and if anybody over there is listening... Tell us who the comedian is. Yeah. You just go into this bit, and we have no idea who it is. Because tonight I'm driving down, and I had it on. There was some dude, Dave, that was doing a bit about NyQuil. Okay. And how he puts NyQuil in um, eggnog. It was it was fucking great. Was it I was in my car. I was laughing. But you have no idea who yeah. it is. You're like, well, the voice sounds yeah. familiar. Um, the morning show is going to be a guy named Kevin Klein. He's coming from San Francisco. Now, the only thing I saw for him was one of his bits was he had homeless guys eating Cheetos flavored popcorn and rating it. Now, I don't know how long that bit is. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, you come down here, that shit doesn't fly. That shit doesn't fly. Yeah. But. Who knows? Again. It launches tomorrow morning, the, the whole station? Klein's not for a couple of weeks. Really? But the 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 tagline that I wrote was so big only a whale's vagina could handle it, the machine. And, of course, Klein writes that night, hey, we're heading to the whale's vagina. Where you're like, dude, we're writing it just being stupid. Like all these yeah. other ones are, and that's going to be your introduction to the market. They're going to kill you down here. What happens with all these shows is they treat this market like it's, and and I'm talking to all of you that listen. They t- they act as if you're dumb. That none of you have any idea what radio is because now they're coming to town. Hey, coming up tomorrow. Why is it La Jolla and not La Jolla? We're the <laughs> men's room on the machine. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Don't insult the intelligence yeah. of the audience. And you just go, that's exactly what my fear is is going to happen. Is Big Sills on tomorrow? So Big Sills launches tomorrow. Now, did you get hit up to be Big Sills' sidekick? They at The phone call I received was... That Big Sills doesn't have a sidekick. Are you interested in working <laughs> over at 973? I, I got the same call. Is it not, not yeah. that? And not role? from Big Sills. Big no. Sills wasn't the one that called me. No. From people, they're hiring somebody. Costa didn't take it. No. Whatever happened, Costa's not going to be the guy. 
But that, to me, is very similar to the role that I was offered in co-hosting with Lee. That's what they want me to do. I said, that's just career suicide. Yeah. It would have been career suicide uh, to to work with Saw. No, no chance you come out of that. Like, maybe Big Sills is going to go in there and he's going to hit the ground running tomorrow and be be flying. And if so, good for him. Good for him. But I, I just was like, this stage of my career, no fucking chance I'm doing that. And the, the people in the building were like, what, really? Like, they were just looking out for me. Um, I'm like, no. That, no. Yeah. That going. <laughs> no. But if you are... Uh, trying to think of who in the market, who in the market right now would be a fit for that? You know, I don't know. I've never heard him really work with anybody. I've never, and, and here's the deal. You and I were on at the same time that Dan was on. Yeah. You know, and so I, I'm not going to trash Cilio at all. I no. don't know him. We follow each other. We have no animosity. I have met him twice, shook his hand at Charger Park. But that's that's about it. I have no relationship with them all, and yeah, I don't just like the guy. I give point. anybody a chance until they fuck me over. That's kind of my attitude. He's never fucked me over. Let's so. see what this show's like. Let's before see what the show's determine. like. Yeah, I think and you're you know right. what? It's, that's it's, right. It's going to be new to him too, so I have no idea what it's what it's going to be like. But my my goal in radio has always been to work with you. Yeah. So I have no desire to work with anybody else. But it's going to be kind of like a a crazy. I, I I shouldn't even say it like that. It's going to be your your typical. FM morning show, right? Kind of. Yeah, I, I think you're right. My thing is, as I said, I'm to the point where I like smart radio. I like people who, who make me think of something, but I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. That's, where, that's where I'm at. I'm done with the whole nothing against Mike Hawk. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I'm telling you, the name yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, this is third grade, you know, 1988. Yeah. I'm laughing. Yeah. Hey, because it was Mike Hawk. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Got it. But right now, I think we're way past, especially. After this whole goddamn Me Too movement that they're running sure. on the Academy Awards, they couldn't launch at a worse time with a guy named Mike Hawk. All right, so you've got a, a typical FM, well, old school FM morning show, I think, because I don't, I mean, Bob and Co. aren't doing that shit. No. Uh, <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's not doing that, right? I mean, it's like, and again, in fairness to Kevin Klein. Who's coming to the market? Yeah. You you have to give him time. You have to give him time. And I'm not saying, well, I listened from six oh four to six eighteen, and he was shit. <laughs> you can't do that. You gotta go and try it and try it and try it. And then if you determine, I just I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the men's room. But to me, if you go, we're gonna try to do our our uh, typical morning show. And then we're going to go into Big Sills talking sports. Yeah. Is he talking sports or is he talking anything? uh, We'll find out. And then we're doing comedy and then we're playing rock. And now we've got the men's room. And oh, by the way, here's Ted and Jesse (laughs) with their bullshit. (laughs) And Chris Ello and Rich Herrera. I mean, you're just like, God damn, there's there's a lot of different moving parts to that puzzle. But I, I just, the music, I like. Yeah. I did. I, I like. you're going to see a lot of your music disappear. All the music you're liking right now, you're barely going to hear it. Well, I think on the weekends, though, it's kind of okay. smart. On the weekends, they're. Um, they're going to run music on the weekends? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. 
Good yeah. luck getting ratings on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, you know? but but why put anybody in there on a Saturday no, and I, Sunday? I'm yeah. not disagreeing with that part. I'm just saying people are going to forget, hey, there's music at this time instead of the, the talk format. People are gonna, either going to love it, you're going to keep it on your your memory, or you're going to sit there and say it's not for me and you're going to get rid of it. Unless you're a Padre fan and you keep it there because, you know what, Padre baseball's on the station me, and I'm going to go back to it. To me, without knowing enough about the shows they're bringing in, I would get rid of the comedy thing. I would just play the music. I, I don't know. You're 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 overthinking it. They don't need to play the the comedy bits because in the car that's just really quick. If I come halfway in, if I that's come a good ha- point. If you come halfway in, you miss the joke. Yeah, and then I'm out, and yeah. I may not be back. If you come halfway into, uh, give me shelter, you're staying. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Well, let's see what's coming next. Or if you, uh, we start with Steve Miller, if you come in there. I think you're I think you're overdoing it. You don't need to do that. But but the music's fine. Now I'll tell you this too, Dave Rickards toured the building last week. Really? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. That's interesting. Yeah. And a lot of shakeups they say are coming at KFMB. Gets people talking. New ownership. It sure does. Hey, what what hey, why is everybody yeah. freaking out? I'm just walking through. I can't go look at a radio studio. <laughs> Yeah, that never happens. No, but that's what he uh, <laughs> Rickards walked through there last week. We've said that too. So if if Rickards ends up being the morning show, which could happen, see now 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 you're now you're working. Yeah, now you're working. Poor Kevin Klein. I don't know. I mean Klein. I mean he's here. Klein could be your afternoon guy, and now men's rooms out or or. Big sales blows up or whatever. Who knows? But just before you hate everything, like everybody wants to do, give it a couple of weeks. Let them find their way because the first show is shit. For yeah. There's not anybody listening that's a radio guy where you look back and you go, my first show was so good. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, w- I would just say that. Let, let's just give them a little chance. And if in a month you tune in and it's just a stupid shit or, or things where you're like, that's just garbage. Is the Kevin Klein show from San Francisco? No, I think he's moving he's here. Moving, he's moving oh, down he here. was up there. Yeah, very popular up there. Uh, yeah, I understand. Well, so popular that they didn't keep him? Well, no, but hang on. That's unfair. Okay, I mean, that's how's it happened. going? That they changed. Something happened. Um. Either a format change or something happened up there, yeah. Like, but he he was from what I saw. I I'm not familiar but with he's him. But mo- he's going to do the show from San Diego. That's why. So I think that's a big thing. Once people find out you aren't actually in that market and you're doing it from somewhere else, it doesn't yeah. go over very well. Yeah. No, he said he's um, from what I saw the other day that they're coming down here, and that's the other thing too, man. You you got to yeah, give guys a chance to figure it out. So. What what else is going on right now? FM mornings. Where are you going, Jesse Lozano? I'm not. That's your guy. No, I'm not listening to anything local. I don't listen to anything local in the mornings. I listen to Stern. I listen to Sirius. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to anything local. So if that's who we are, right? Let me just take it from there. If you feel like if you go right up and down the dial, if you go, Rick Morton, super guy, super guy, never listen to the show. Jagger and Christie, great people, never listen to the show. All right, Lozano. Great guy. Never listened to a show. Uh, Susan DeVincent is doing mornings on Kixie. Susan might be my favorite person on radio, and I haven't heard one second of her show. Um, and then 
Let me see. Uh, AJ is on 98.1. You could have bet me 100 bucks right there. I couldn't tell you what station it was on. Yeah. Uh, then Rickards. Yeah. I, right? I, I, and, and those guys are so great to us. I don't listen either. Yeah. And then um, I'm probably yeah. skipping over a few stations. I don't but listen to any of the AM guys. The hip-hop guys. I haven't heard one second of Derek and Ben. Yeah. Hip-hop guys are, yeah. are plugged in right at 933. Kramer yeah, and not, Gina. Yeah. Not listening to Gina. Okay, so Dave, you're making my own point. And then at yeah. 105.7, who's who's ever doing that? And yeah. or the country guys on 103.7. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm out. Okay, then then you and I, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I'll tune in for Susan, but she's on just small little bits. Dude, you and I are the two guys that have to give Klein the most amount of rope. All right, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow I will. Uh, well, tomorrow won't be on, but I will. I will listen. I'll give him a chance when he gets here. I'll listen. I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. And and, I'll, and I know how this works because you hate everything immediately. If there's a voice that you don't recognize, you're going to hate it. It's going to take the girl, a month on and off to see if, okay, am I in or out. And I looked. I think the girl on his show is a lesbian. Okay. And you go, and that. let's just see what that's all about. But to me, I go, God, it just feels so. Let's just see. Yeah. But to me, you go, oh, it just feels so forced. forced. <laughs> it does. But she could be great. Yeah. He Again, if this great. was 1988 and he had a lesbian on there, that would be unusual. Oh, wow. But now, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Is right. We all know a lesbian. Yeah. The reason it would be different in 1988, we didn't know who was a lesbian. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so what? We all know five of them. We knew where the flame was. Yeah. Right? The flame. Oh, my God. The lesbian bar. That's a lesbian bar. <laughs> Chicks are in there making out. Whoa, shit. Um, But I think if you are like me and Dave, where you go, yeah, I just kind of, I find myself just on the scan button more than yeah. anything, Um, then then we're the ones going, dude, I hope this kid comes down and kills it. I really do. I hope he comes down because we need something. Yeah. I, I don't think he's that old. He looks like, just from what I saw, it looks like he's probably around early 30s. We have nobody where we go, that's the future of our business. Yeah. That's right. the next guy who's going to come in and really be the guy to carry the torch for the next 15 years. Sure as fucking Dave Mason. <laughs> hey, Beatles Brunch coming up. A hidden gem. There's no there's no good B-side to Yellow Submarine. The Beatles, the Beatles are fine. Stop with beating me over the head. And here's the other thing. I mentioned this. So if you're like us, and I think a lot of you guys are like, like um, just a lot of the guys that we interact with on social media, we, we don't hate this kid right out of the gate. Give him a chance. If he turns out to be a douche, he's a douche. Yeah. But at least for now, go... Fuck, man, we need somebody to be the next morning. Stevie Woods isn't on the air right now. I kind of thought Stevie Woods would be our guy, uh, and he still could be our guy. But, yeah, we need we need somebody who would go, okay, morning radio in this town's in good hands. Hopefully it can be that kid. Yeah, we all know, and uh, if you're a sports fan right now, this is a horrible time of year. I mean, after the Super Bowl, it's such a dead time. And it used to be, yeah, the Chargers coming up. You started getting excited again around mid-July, August, and yeah. now you don't, you don't have that. And so many people, it's to the point, if you say you're a Charger fan, they kill you for it in this town. So you can't even say that anymore. It's it's boring as shit right now. Ugh. 
Sports radio is just boring. It's boring yeah. on a national level, too. It's just yeah. boring. There's just not a lot there right now, at least for me. I'm, I'm completely have had enough. I'm to the point where if there's an NBA game that I'm interested in, the Celtics yeah. played the Rockets yesterday. That was kind of interesting for me. Yeah. Lakers are playing great. That's interesting yeah. for me. But I have no they interest. They won that game in, last night against the Spurs? They came back and won that game. Lonzo Ball came through with the big oh, three-pointers. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Three of them, right? Yep. Shit. And, that was great. And it, it, it was awesome because – you're hearing guys like even Isaiah Thomas, who wants a, the big contract, yeah. says, this kid's the real fucking deal. Good. Dwayne Wade, this kid's the real deal. Good. LeBron James said the same thing. This kid's the real deal. So if you're a Laker fan, I'm to the point I'm watching the games. I don't. Every show on ESPN from Mike and uh, Trey Wingo all the way through PTI, it's the same topics every show. Every show is the same topics they're discussing. Nothing ever changes. It ju- it's just boring. Everything's boring to me Did you right watch SportsCenter this morning, though, today with Hannah Storm? I did watch with Hannah Storm a little bit. Did you see the story about, I believe his name is Kevin Martin, the college basketball yes. coach at South Carolina? Yeah. That was gr- Oh! Because that dude scares the shit. Frank Martin, by the way. But Frank Martin, sorry. He's, he's scared, always scared the shit of me watching him at Kansas State. He's a yes. big guy screaming. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen my kid to play for him. Then he's gone to South Carolina, took him to the Final Four a year ago. His story was was amazing. He was in the hospital, yeah. incredibly ill, Yep. like really in trouble, where they thought they were going to lose him. An Asian woman comes in who they believe is a nurse, touches him, prays with him, and within a short period of time, Frank Martin is on the road to recovery. Yeah. His wife and his father, I believe? It was his uncle, not his dad. His his uncle. His dad abandoned him. Oh, Jesus. Um, His wife and his uncle say to the hospital, we would like to meet this nurse. She changed everything. There is nobody on the staff that meets that description. They wrote one article about it in the local paper. And what they say, Dave, they had... A, a dozen people that yeah. said they had the exact same story? I think it was story? hundreds, yeah, that said they've the wow. same, the same I, story. That, that was great. On, on their deathbed, thinking this was the end of the road, that the same story. Well, let's hope she can do it for Costa's yeah. career. Yeah. You know oh. what's interesting is you, you brought up race with Tayshawn uh, uh, about uh-huh. an hour ago, but when Frank Martin and they showed his wife, who's a black woman. Yes, if you remember, he's now coaching at South Carolina. South Carolina was where they really got upset when you're going to get rid of that Confederate flag. Oh, God. So yeah. you're like, all right, we won a winning basketball program, but that guy's married to a black girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you I know, just I, was, I, I kind of laughed about that. I go, isn't life kind of funny? That, I, hey, you needed Frank Martin, and guess what? Yeah. You, you fuck your Confederate flag. Yeah. I thought that today was really good. Yep. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I also want to thank everybody on social media. That approved of my point yesterday. Yesterday, I take my kids to Aztec Park. Great little park in La Mesa. Hadn't been there for a while. So we're pulling up, and I see that they're... Now, this is weird, because the people that live in that area, Dave, they will... It is one bounce house per weekend, or, or per weekend day. Yeah. Like, it's a big park... You could do, you'd have plenty of room. You could do two or three bounce houses. But no, the city of La Mesa, out of respect to the residents, having booked it in the years past, you have to reserve if your kid's birthday is coming up and they're of that age where they want a bounce house, you better get to the city of La Mesa early because if somebody else has done it, you're fucking playing on the jungle gym, kid. You're done. (laughs) So I mentioned that. Because the residents there are older and have probably had their share of that park. 
And I, I pull up, and it's a guy playing drums and a guy singing um, for a crowd of what looks like 40 people. And I just think to myself, I go, wow, that's, that's kind of wild. You don't really see bands playing. So I park 60 yards away from this guy, and I'm just probably like everybody. We're in the trunk of my car. I have a stack of ESPN the magazines or Sports Illustrated newspapers, and my kids run and play, and I just read through everything I've bought. And I start hearing this fucking dick. <laughs> I just want to say to everybody out there, I have been saved and you can be saved too. Jesus is in my life. Is he in yours? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy ate. You go, who, who wrote this song? Okay. How long did it take you to write it? Four minutes. I've been saved and you can be saved too. <laughs> and you're just like, God. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. There's no bigger obnoxious <laughs> prick than any Christian lead singer. They all think they're so good. They Your all think music, they're about to get a contract. Oh, it's shit. Your song is shit. And look, dick. I don't know where you were in your life, and I'm glad for today you're happy, yeah. even though you get in your car and you cry on the ride home. But can we maybe ease off the gas pedal on trying to save all the rest of the sinners? Listen, Jesus came into my life. I was a lost soul, and I'm looking out. You're definitely a lost soul, lady. You're a wreck, and Jesus could save you too. And I'm like, I'm just trying to read the paper. Shut up, you dick. And I'm like, so I'm just sitting there, Dave, and I go, I'm like, you know, I'm going to send this tweet out. And I go, there is no more obnoxious person on the planet than the lead singer in a Christian rock band. And all these people are like, yes, we agree. Thank you. It's just, dude, good for you. I'm yeah. glad, honestly, I'm glad for anybody in your life where you go, man, yesterday sucked, but today's better. Leave me the fuck out of it. <laughs> and maybe you turn down that amplifier. And the drummer's just like, bang, 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 ksh, 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 with the cymbal. You're like, ah. Oh. But every Christian song. You would have killed for Captain Sunil to show up right at Captain that moment. Anybody Sunil, would have been better than that. I would have killed for anybody. Look, here's. You're absolutely right. I would have killed for Randy Orton to come in and give that guy an RKO right at Aztec Park. Oh, my God. It was just the worst. And now we're right. done. But I'm just going to say that all of us have Jesus in our heart. And you're like, how long's the sermon going to be? Can you wrap it up? And I thought, all these old fucks that yeah, live here live that are bitching about... Because a bounce house in the generator, oh, they had to be losing their mind <laughs> yesterday. Just slamming their front windows. Oh, <laughs> you know, here's the you're absolutely right. There are two times where you go, and man, I think this person's trying to get a recording contract. The national yeah. anthem, oh god, and, and church bands. They all think church they're about to get shit. like they're an American Idol. Kathy Lee Gifford always thought she's about to get signed to be the next Mariah Carey. Enough of the bullshit. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. And, and here's the problem. And let me let me say this to all our Christian listeners out there, okay? I know I know that you have the Lord in your heart. You don't need to be a pussy. Okay? 
Okay? That guy died for you. And that doesn't mean that he needs to hear his song. I can't think of anything worse than dying and then just showing up, right, kind of like uh, like Joe Pendleton, where I show up to my yeah. own funeral, and you're, like, sitting there, and all of a sudden, Troy Hirsch is like, Jeff was a good guy, and he had a show. And you're like, oh, that's all I get? That's all I get? Spent 25 years in this market. Ben Higgins accompanying him on the, on the harp. Right? And as much as I've accomplished, yeah. and I appreciate it, arguably, Jesus has accomplished more than I have, if you believe everything you read. So maybe we can show him a little respect that if you can't carry a fucking tune in a bucket, just let it go, okay? Write poetry. Do anything. Just thank him for what he did, but do it quietly. Do it quietly. Do it in your own head. Oh, God. Thank you. That was your public service announcement? God. I just was like, oh. I just was just waiting for anybody to just go give him the hook, like Showtime at the Apollo. Remember that guy had that big thing that looked like the back end of an umbrella? Nick yeah. Drake. That's it. The big <laughs> pulling right off. You see Saturday Night Live last night? No. On the news, they said they found a letter from Gandhi to Jesus, and the letter was, Jesus, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, tasteless. <laughs> Completely tasteless. Sorry. Completely tasteless. So that was it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We oh, good. <laughs> free Padres Jagoff, get him out. I don't yes. know um, anything else. And we're going to pay attention to what we hear on the radio tomorrow. We got it. 97.3, right? Uh, yeah. What do you think Big Sills does tomorrow? What's he talking? All he talks on social media is hurricane football. He's <laughs> <Can you> imagine <laughs> that. Just so I'm going to talk anything I want. <laughs> that's it. And I'm going to talk hurricane football. Enjoying us right now. My first guest on the machine, it's Butch Davis. Hi, Coach. Well, Dan, it's great to be here. Hey, we got a special guest calling in. It's former defensive coordinator Dave Wanstad's here. Who's the guy, Dave, that got who? Randy Shannon. Randy Shannon. <laughs> Man, he's talking about the American football. That'd be awesome. Gino oh, Toretta is going to tell you why Marshall Falk's full of shit tomorrow <laughs> on the machine. Speaking of Marshall Falk, where's he been? Uh, is it Marco Falk ever going to get back on NFL Network? Uh, he, we'll, we'll hear him singing in a couple yes. of years. See what's happening with them. Yeah. All right. I want to thank the people listening to this podcast. Well, uh, obviously, you guys probably know by the time you hear this if we were right on our Oscar predictions or not. But, of course, I want to thank the people over at Happy Plumbing, helping us get on there, keeping us on there. Happy Plumbing, it's easy to find them. Happyplumbing.com, it's the easiest way to get in touch. I tell you, this is the number you need, though, 619-433-4943, 24-hour service, seven days a week. Happy Plumbing understands emergencies. They're never ideal. Happy Plumbing, they're always uh, around you throughout the year. And again, it's easy to contact them. They're licensed and insured, upfront flat rate pricing, never overtime charge, no travel charges, courteous uniform professionals. They're the guys right now, and Jeff, we talk about this, though, all the time. Mm -hmm. They got that special, $99 drain cleaning. Any drain, call the guys at Happy Plumbing. Make sure Blake and those guys can help you out. Um, uh, a short period of time from moving into what will be my normal place, 
it's amazing since we started working with Blake how often I pay attention. I'm yeah. like, well, this guy needs happy plumbing. Where you go and there's standing water somewhere, or you go, uh, I'm sure Blake could fix this too. If you go into the local restaurant, right, and you wave your hand under the thing of the water, never, it's uh, like I pay so yeah, much no attention shit. to plumbing issues yeah. right now. And I go, shit, I, I could barely figure out which one's cold and which one's hot. But I'm telling you, I've already said it. As I'm looking at different places and trying to figure out where my next landing spot's going to be, I love it because you look and there'll be 20 different um, photos yeah. of, of the property. And when 18 of the 20 photos are of the parking lot, you're like, that's probably not a good sign. It might not be where I want to go. Uh, but then all of a sudden you take a look, right? And you're like, you go, does the does the kitchen look, does the kitchen sink look okay? Does this yeah. look like the, the disposal has been worked on? Um, and I'm just telling you, man, I am absolutely telling you, wherever I go, before I put the key in the door, I'll have boxes moved in. Yeah. Blake will be there. The one thing I will say is, Blake, do me a favor. Um, I don't have any idea who the hell lived here before me. Please come in and clean those drains. Yeah. For 99 bucks. You should do it in, in my old place where we lived for 10 years. It's a fantastic deal there. But if you're like me and you're getting ready to go in, I Dave, I would have never thought of that until we started talking about happy plumbing. You go, man, I'm going in there. Yeah, I want this place buffed out. I yeah. want it buffed out. I want everything checked out. And that's why I'm stoked that we've been working with Blake. You know the move you got to have when you're your new place? What's that? Have Blake put in a urinal next to the regular toilet. For your boys, when they come in and they're friends? Yes. You, you know how much time that will save you cleaning that bathroom? Jesus Christ. If either how one cool of those two morons could remember to throw the toilet seat up every now and then. <laughs> like, if you ever have a female guest... God damn, it's like living with a couple of horses. But uh, yeah, happyplumbing.com is the place to be. Speaking of Jeff's new place, Brian Curry, you know Jeff's oh, going to be man. calling him. Brian Curry is your guy for real estate, selling real estate in San Diego County for over 20 years. Again, he knows everybody. He's a certified professional. He's the guy that can find out where you want to be, where you should be, what fits your budget the best, what you can get for your current place where you live, and, what, of course, what you can afford. Brian Curry is your guy throughout San Diego County. He's been amazing for me. It was funny last night because I am going back to La Mesa. I'm out with my sons, and we go um, we're heading out Fletcher towards El Cajon, and we start going, and my son's like, nah. Too far out, man. Yeah. And my, my son said to me, he goes, Dad, I want, I want you to be walking distance away. I don't want you to be a drive away. And you go, okay, uh, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that for me, I have a pretty narrow playing field of where I'm going to end up in La Mesa. And Brian has been great for me. Now, for what I'm probably going to do um, for the time being is rent. You never know how it's going to end up at the end. But... I, I know where I want to go. I know the areas I want to be, and he's going to help me out. And and the thing is, Dave, even if uh, he's just been such a friend yes. and such an ally, uh, it's wonderful. And I know that within a short period of time, I will be buying again because my kids will be getting bigger and you don't want to be in a part. I love being a homeowner. I mean, technically, I still am, but I loved it. 
I loved every part of it. There's just a little bit of pride that comes with owning your own place. And believe me, as I look around at rents yes. in these places, God damn, man, mortgages, you can you can find a mortgage. But I, I would call Brian for me because you could go condo, you can go townhome, you can go single family home, you could do a bunch of different things. What fits? How big is your family? What is your budget? Where do you want to go? And you know, you son of a bitches <laughs> that are all young and have disposable income that have the ability to live in Coronado or some of these downtown high rises that we drive around and look at. You know, my my sons and I were driving around downtown last night just checking everything out. They wanted to go by Petco Park. And I go, God damn, that's got to be cool. Yeah. That's got to be so cool. But But which one do you choose from? There's... 25 new condos down there, uh, new buildings. That's why you want to call Brian Curry. He's going to put you in the right one. It's going to have all the things you need, like all the things I'm going to need. Yeah, phone call to make and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Here's Brian's number, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. And, of course, when you get all situated, all goes in order here. Barkley Landscaping, yep. that's the way it goes. Barkley Landscape Incorporated, that's the way Ryan wants us to say it. It's that simple. He told me it doesn't matter. I told you. His dad's strangling him right now, beating the fuck out of him. Because he said he it didn't matter. It. His dad's like, hey, I've been in business 35 years. You don't even 35. Okay? There's a reason why it's called Barkley Landscape. You'd say, like tell it. Jeff that shit one more time. Just look, I'm going to fire you. Look, fire your own kid? Yes, fire your own kid. Look, don't it, fire Ryan. It's not going to rain for about five more days. Now's the time to call Ryan and, of course, his dad, Scott, over there at Barkley Landscape. Those guys will come over, help you out. And get you ready before the rain starts up again. And then after the rain, make sure everything looks good for the spring, heading into the summer. Your friends come over for this backyard barbecues, and they tell you how great your yard looks. Ryan and Scott, again, 35 years in business. Free estimates. What are you waiting for? Those guys can do it all for you, whether it's grass, whether it's artificial turf, you name it. Uh, walls, so many things they can offer you. Again, just ask them questions. Free estimates. What do you have to lose? Give those guys a call. Ryan's direct number, 619-669-8000. Thing I love, and he's been doing more of it, and I appreciate him doing it. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Papa Bark. The before and after. I get calls on this all the time. They love the be everybody loves the before and after. I agree because he's been doing the drought resistant plants, which I think see for us, Dave, what you remember as a kid was the drought resistant plants were the white rocks that yes. everybody threw up yeah. front. Hey <laughs> drought doesn't affect them at all. And you go, God, it just looks like garbage. And then you would see Remember when everybody would have those white rocks? Yeah. And then something would happen and then you'd see like the black yeah. trash bag underneath yeah. and you're like somebody go rake the rocks and no cover shit. up this spot the white rocks look great when jane mansfield's living there yes exactly <laughs> her and buddy hackett but now times have moved and we gotta we gotta up our game a little bit i love when he does it because i look at it and i do what all of us do that have no clue yep i see it yeah i see it but he puts in see here's where he's gotten really great too I love when he breaks it down for us and tells us what he's done because you can look at it and you go, well, that's beautiful. It looks nice. It's very eye-friendly. But then when he reminds us, hey, these are drought-resistant plants, so it's going to help you on your water bill because the goddamn water company down yeah. here can't figure it out. They're ripping off everybody. I think you're just going to get peace of mind. It's going to look good. Uh, 35 years of business. 
And as good as it gets, man, I, I just love these guys. Yeah, give them a call and see what they can do for you. As we said earlier with Blake, uh, free estimates, man. The free estimate is so, so important. Yeah, give them a call and tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Again, Ryan's number, 619-669-8000. All right, coming up next Sunday night on Fox, did you see this? They are going to have OJ, and they're calling it OJ the Lost Confession with a question mark. Do you know really? what this is all about? I have no idea. Okay. So I think now it's been probably 10 years. Remember when OJ and Judith Regan, and I think this ended up costing Judith Regan her job, uh, was a big time, uh, ran the book company, maybe yeah. run HarperCollins or wherever. But remember when OJ was associated with the book, If I Did It? Yep. Okay. At that time, he taped a TV interview with Judith Regan, talking about the scenario, what he would have done. I do remember this, yeah. And Fox and everybody else was like, well, we're not doing that. We're not running it. No chance we're running it. Now, there's something else coming up on TV next weekend, and I can't think of what it is on Sunday. Something else is going on on CBS or ABC that I saw. Um but Fox is going to run this interview next weekend. Okay. Now, Dave, I don't know where you're at on Fred Goldman. If you think Fred Goldman is a sympathetic figure, if you think Fred Goldman kind of wears you out. For me, he can't wear me out. He's a sympathetic figure. He lost his son. Nobody now, talks about it. No one ever talks about the, it except for Fred Goldman. He, he, I have no issue with him at all. I'm so glad you said that because I have heard people – say derogatory things about him and as any father will tell you that adores their sons i dropped my sons off tonight yeah. it, it's awful they're a phone call away they're yeah. a 20 minute drive away they're just not under the same roof it's awful i can talk to them about their day school basketball games movies we can go eat chicken tenders and watch the fights we have all the things that Fred and Ron don't have the ability to do. and But there's a part of me where I'm looking at that. I go, if I'm Fox TV, really? Like, we have no respect at all for the Brown family, for the Goldman family. That just, Dave, that to me just frustrates me that we allow stuff like that to happen. And and you go, God damn, man, I, I can't imagine the grief that any parent who buries their child has to go through. I yep. hate talking about it because I'm afraid it, it jinxes all of us. But TMZ and putting that asshole on TV, OJ, smirking and doing all his stuff, and then Fox is doing that, I just find that so disrespectful to the families that that lost Ron and, and lost Nicole. I mean, I, I've been up there. I, I don't yeah. have to do anything. But you just, because you go, God, it's just, it's awful. Um, but to see that Fox is going to run that next weekend, really for, for no apparent reason, it's not an anniversary or not another book coming out. What's, what's the point of it? All right, well, here's the question. Are you going to boycott it because you think it's disrespectful? Are you going to watch it because they're putting it on? You know, I will. Um, I'll probably be here because we tape on Sunday night. Um, 
I'll answer it this way. I think before my sons were born, I didn't understand. Yeah. I didn't understand. Um, I think now, and especially considering how difficult um, the last month has been being apart from them, uh, I just think out of respect to my own sons and to the relationship that Fred Goldman had with Ron, no, I won't. I won't watch it. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. And the thing is, if there's anything that's important that comes out of it, it'll be in the news the next day. Yeah. And and I would just say for, for any of you, why? Why, why do that? Like if, 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 for a parent especially. And, I mean, you can, you can go tonight on Google because, again, before you have kids, before you're married, before any of that really matters, it just kind of seems out in the distance, images from that night yeah. are available. And I'm, I'm probably doing a disservice even saying that, and I apologize for doing it. But, like, I, I would think if I was the Goldman family, I think the, the ESPN 30 for 30 was excellent. It was. Very good. Excellent. I thought that was great. I thought the FX. No, but I thought it was great. Oh, no, I'm laughing in my head right now with John Travolta. John well, Travolta made me laugh almost the entire time through it. But no, I'm talking about. I know, the, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're, ta- you're, you're talking. But <laughs> I'm talking about the 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 actual documentary that ran yes. on ESPN, the one that won an award. Yeah, yeah. But then you're talking about the FX show. Yes, that's what I'm which thinking was of in my also mind. very good. It was good. They both were outstanding. Yeah, I, I mean, if I feel like if your family member, your beloved family member, is lost in a incredible tragedy, then there may be things like that. But I felt like both of those were really well done. I felt like the ESPN documentary was done with an, an immense amount of respect for the families, right? Yeah, well, there's nothing in there. There are two different things. What OJ's doing is he's teasing the family w- with what's going to happen next week. God. It's how close can you get to the fire without getting burned. Yeah. And that that's what it is next week. The other two things are, are basically what happened. You know, it's... Yeah. There, it's facts of what happened. So and, and the trial, I, yeah, and the trial. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I thought both of them were great. Yeah, but but the the FX was about the trial and showed you Edo and Darden and Clark falling apart, and then showed you the tension between Cochran and Shapiro yep. and F. Lee Bailey and all of it, and, and really really good. And the ESPN was kind of the whole thing of what it was like at that time. I, neither one of them particularly focused on the murders themselves, but that's what this is. Yep. This is, if I was going to murder your son, who I didn't know, and my ex-wife, the mother of my kids, and I was going to basically try to behead both of them, well, this is how I would do it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you go, well, yeah, 10 or 15 years later, we're going to show it? Yeah. God, that's, boy, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the guy going, yeah, let's do that. Let's go thumbs up on that. 
man, karma, karma is a bitch. Karma can come around on shit like that's, that. That's right? interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, so we're gonna do. A, we'll do another show tomorrow again. If you want to advertise on the Dave and Jeff Show podcast, it's easy. You can write to me directly. Uh, Dave Palais at yahoo.com. You can reach Jeff, jp.seth at yahoo.com. Here's the other thing that my friend Aaron Creasy, who talked about the D-League, pointed out to me. And he did this unsolicited. He has sent an email to Podcast One. Podcast One is a big network for these. And he said to me, look, it may not work to have you guys write to them directly and say, hey, uh, we think the Dave and Jeff show should be on podcast one. But he said, I wrote them an email because they're always saying which podcast is out there that we need to listen to. So we're telling you right now. That'd be cool. We don't want to be, the thing that I'm told over and over again, and Dave's told over and over again is, well, you could charge subscriptions. We don't really want to do that. I, I really don't. I, I like the idea that you can get in the car and go to SoundCloud or go to iTunes or go to the website and, and just find it and listen to it. That's what I like. That's what Dave would like. But we would like to grow it. Anybody knows it. It's the future of broadcasting. It's not. We'd like to do more than two a week. And that's where we would like to get to. We um, believe that if we could develop a relationship with Podcast One or others, uh, it would help. I have to be honest. I don't have any idea. I'm, I guess if you go to Podcast One, uh, there may be a place where you could submit it. If you like this show, take five minutes, send them an email, and maybe it could help where, like Dave said, where we could get out of doing just the two a week and we could do a few more. Because um, Dave and I have always said we're never going to become a subscription show. That's not who we are. It's not how our relationship works with you guys. But I appreciate Aaron saying, hey, I wrote the first one to podcast one the other day. And he said, ask your listeners, send emails. If you like it, we want to expand it out, get it better. And I go, all right, consider it done. So there you go. Check out check out podcasts. Check out all their shows. They got great shows on there. And um, and yeah, if you got time to write them a quick email and say, hey, check out DaveAndJeffShow.com. This is why I like this show. Uh, who knows? We'll see where it takes us. Perfect. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Some people call me the space cowboy, yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice, cause I speak of the pompatists of love. People talk about me, baby. Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong Well don't you worry baby, don't worry Cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover and I'm a sinner I play my music in the sun I'm a joker I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker I get my lovin' on the run
I really love your peaches, want to shake your tree. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it all.